A Hemel Hempstead couple are demanding answers after being left stranded at London Luton Airport for more than six hours. Wheelchair users Margaret and Bartholomew Moriarty were put onto a Ryanair flight to Tenerife when they were supposed to be going to Dublin. By the time they were taken off the plane, the gate had closed. More on this coming up next with Ian Lee. A 24-year-old Stevenage man's been arrested following reports that underage children may have been given tattoos. Police repeating for information about the procedures which are thought to have taken place in the Broadwater area over the last few months. A group of opposition councillors in Bedford are applying for a piece of land to become a traveller's site despite it being rejected just a couple of months ago. The move, which critics have called unprecedented, is designed to push the council into beginning work on a site already agreed in the borough. Our political reporter Paul Scoynes has more. The land at Fair Hills was deemed isolated and noisy when the application was heard in May and it was rejected. The councillors, most of whom represent rural areas, submitted the application in the hope it would force the council to speed up its plans to build 14 pitches at Meadow Lane to the south of the town. This would, they say, make their rural areas better protected from illegal camps. Opposition councillors say this is a clear disregard for the council and will cost taxpayers money when it inevitably gets challenged. In sport, there were three gold medals for Great Britain on the third day of the IPC World Athletics Championships, while Johnny Peacock saw his world record broken ahead of the 100 metres final on Tuesday. Ed Harry has the latest. Richard Brown, second to Peacock at London 2012, has now broken the Paralympic gold medalist's world record. Brown, after an exchange of views with Peacock on Twitter, has shown he doesn't just talk the talk. Their final is set to be the race of the championships. Hannah Cockcroft would love to have that kind of a rivalry. She dominated her 100 metres to complete the sprint double. Holly Arnold won javelin gold and Paul Blake his 800 metres. Finally, the weather very warm and humid with thunderstorms and a top temperature of 27 degrees Celsius. That's 81 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Sorry. Um, happy New Royal Baby Day, Catherine. Thanks. Uh, and how are you celebrating? Um, I've got two babies of my own. I'll be um, giving them a special cuddle. Cuddle? A, 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 a special cuddle? <laughs> cuddle. You a special cuddle? A royal cuddle. Oh. My earphones aren't working properly. Go on, carry on. I've finished. Aww. Let's just say no one came out of that looking good, did they? Did they? Oh, thunderbolts and lightning. Very, very frightening. Me, wasn't it exciting? God's not happy it's a boy. No, God's furious. A boy! I wanted a girl! Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, big props to everybody. What does props mean? Can we? Can we? Can someone call in? To, I know that if you diss someone, you are disrespecting them. But what does props mean? Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. But yes, props to everybody who. Um, and why am I saying props anyway? Props to everybody who left their car windows open last night because they'd taken two very naughty children to uh, um, the a tiny science museum and then put them in... Uh, oh, last night was a nightmare. Anyway, woke up, wet car. Thank you. Lots coming up on the show this morning and none of it will be about the royal baby. Oh, no, hang on. All of it will be about the royal baby. Uh, with the BBC. What can I do? I tried. I tried on your behalf. Well, the Duchess of Cambridge has had a baby, in case you hadn't noticed, and it's on the front pages of all the papers and scenes of celebration all around the world. Well, this morning I want to know, are you a grumpy so-and-so if you're not celebrating? Also be talking about the story of a disabled Hemel Hempstead couple 
who were put on the wrong flight. They wanted to go to Dublin. We'll hear what the company has to say. How difficult is it to travel with elderly and disabled people? And a group of councillors in Bedford have put a planning application in for a traveller's site because they say the council isn't doing enough to provide pitches. Well, do you think it's time for more traveller sites in beds, hearts and bucks? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Send me a cheeky text, 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a phone call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Yay! I'm waving my tiny imaginary union flag because the Duchess of Cambridge is spending the night in hospital in central London after giving birth to a boy. The new prince, who weighed £8.6, six ounces, hasn't been named. I'm putting my money on Steve. Prince William, who's staying with his wife and son, said they could not be happier. The Prince of Wales said he was overjoyed to become a grandfather for the first time that he knows of. That's literally a sacking offence. Thousands of well-wishers celebrated outside Buckingham Palace, where a signed bulletin announcing the birth was put on display. These people at the palace said they wanted to celebrate the news. We got home and we put the news on and we saw that it happened about 15 minutes earlier. So even though the kids were in their pyjamas, they wanted to come down to the palace. So we hopped on the tube and and here we are. We were at home, we were watching TV and then we got so excited so we drove over here super fast to come and see the framed announcement. We love Will and Kate. Okay, I, I do ask, I do ask this morning, if you're not celebrating the birth of the royal baby, are you a grumpy so and so? Is there something wrong with you? Both sides of the argument, please. Those who are shrugging their shoulders and those who... Those kind of people who jumped on the tube because the children were so excited. 08459 455 555. Well, I'm joined now by Kiki Hansard, who is a doula from Abbots Langley. She's helped thousands of women to give birth. Happy new Royal Baby Day, Kiki. Oh, yes. It's great, isn't it? It's wonderful news. Uh, it, it all sounded quite quick from an outsider's point of view. She went in yesterday morning, had a baby at four o'clock. For the, for the first baby, that seems a bit, a bit fast. Yes, I have to agree with you. Um, but then we don't know how well in labour she was when they did arrive um, yesterday morning. But... Yeah, it sounds like it went really well. I hope it did, yeah. Did, did you help anybody yesterday, Kiki? Were you busy down down there? <laughs> no, I didn't have any births that I was supporting yesterday, but I have been at the Lindo Wing before with clients. Oh, so. what's what's the Lindo Wing like? Give us a little description. Uh, well, when I was there, it was before they refurbished. Oh. But, um, still, yeah. still quite posh, I'd imagine. Uh, well, yes, it, was, it wasn't bad. It was quite what bad. kind of facilities do they have there that, they, that perhaps you wouldn't get at your, your normal NHS hospital? What makes it so different? Well, most of, of the private hospitals would have something like um, uh, a phone where you can ring for food and order room service, which you wouldn't normally get in an NHS hospital. (laughs) Do most women want food? I remember my wife uh, (laughs) got very offended when I dared eat a cheese sandwich in front of her while she... Take that outside! (laughs) Outside! Well, like you say, it's usually the husband that that gets hungry, but but women should eat in labour. It's not a bad thing, actually. Are the papers being a little bit intrusive? Because most of us, when when our you know our, our wives or whatever have have babies or whatever have babies, it's kind of quite a private thing. Saying that we did have half of the, the Greek family out in the waiting room w- wanting to come in, uh-huh. but but to to know that the world's press is outside your front door mm-hmm. and to know that I mean it's the front page of every newspaper this morning. Th- will that make things a little bit awkward for them? Do you think? 
Absolutely. I think more than anything, women need privacy to give birth. So knowing that the whole world is waiting outside to hear the news must be overwhelming. But I think it was really nice that they left the announcement for a few hours, so they had that time together yep. um, before you know the, the onslaught of, of press and media. <laughs> and if people aren't celebrating today, Kiki, yes. are they a little bit grumpy? Are they miserable? <laughs> I think everyone should celebrating, definitely. You could say it's wonderful news. Kiki uh, Hansard, uh, a doula from Abbots Langley. Thank you very much indeed. Well, Kiki thinks everybody should be celebrating. Listen, the, the, a new life coming into the world is, of course, fantastic news. Of course it is. It's a miracle. I know it's science, but it is a miracle. And if you've not experienced it yourself, if you're not a mum or a dad, uh, it, oh, it is the most amazing thing. Of course it is. But it's the most amazing thing when it happens to you. When it happens to someone else, you kind of... Mm, really? Is there something wrong with you? Are you a grumpy so-and-so if you're not celebrating the birth of the royal family? I'm keen to get both sides of the story on this. Maybe you're one of those ones that, that, that deliberately turned off the television last night. Oh, stuff this. I am not watching this. Because it was everywhere. And boy, oh boy, get, get ready for the next month. Or maybe you're like those ladies we heard earlier. You, 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 uh, you jumped on a, a train, went down to Buckingham Palace. There's a huge crowd outside Buckingham Palace. Why? They're not going to see the baby. 08459 455 555. Are you a miserable so-and-so if you're not celebrating the birth of this baby? Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Keen to get your views on this. Speak to you after the Eurythmics. Sweet dreams are made of these.
the front pages. There's a roll, baby. That's it. No Twitter. I do not wish to follow official Amanda Holden. For goodness sake. Oh, Christine Bleakley. Why would you come up with such suggestions? Hey, if you're not celebrating the royal baby, are you just a grumpy so-and-so? Is there something wrong with you? I, can, I, I think I know how to... I, I think I know how this will split. Foreigners... From our little straw poll yesterday, foreigners, and by that I mean foreign people, will be enjoying this and will be celebrating this. Okay, so if you're foreign, you're enjoying it, and also if if you're a woman, you'll be excited by the birth of the royal baby. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm painting with a very, very broad brush here, but I think I'm pretty much spot on. It's, it's a broad brush, but there may be one or two exceptions. Foreigners and women will be very excited about the royal baby. British men, uh, whatever. Yeah, she's fit. Her sister's fit. Yeah, woo. That'll be it. That'll be the, the, as far as your interest goes. Am I right? I think I probably am. If you can prove me wrong, do give me a call. 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's have a check on the motorways. The M1 moving well from what I can see on the cameras. No problems reported on the M25 currently. Uh, if you're heading on to Chilton trains, though, 20-minute delays towards Birmingham. There, was, uh, there is a broken-down train at Hatton up in Warwickshire, which is causing those delays. No problems, though, reported for the West Coast mainline and looking fine for tubes if you're heading into London currently. I'm James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. James, thank you very much indeed. This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 6.15, Tuesday the 23rd of July. Let's get your headlines. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge and their newly born son have spent the night at St Mary's Hospital in London. A Hemel Hempstead couple are demanding answers after being left stranded at London Luton Airport for more than six hours. In sport, the Australian cricketer James Patterson will miss the rest of the Ashes series against England after suffering a stress fracture of the lower back. Coming up, so, you're travelling abroad, you've got some elderly members of your trip, you get on the plane first, they're going to be helped on by staff. But they don't get on. You get to your destination, they don't turn up. 08459 455 555. Would love your stories of uh, mishaps on aeroplanes, please. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you've got a problem with a company, a council or an organisation, there's one man you should come and speak to. You've got a problem with a mattress, I gather. Tell me all about it without naming any company name. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Well, every time she tried to book, the trip was cancelled because of adverse weather. The JVS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Just send the receipt off and you'll get the cheque in the post. If you need our help... I went to speak to the man that runs this golf club. Email jvsshow at bbc.com. I'm just very pleased that you've got the money. And we could do the same for you. Thanks ever so much, Jonathan. The JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. So according to the computer... I mean, according to the um, highly intelligent person that chooses our music, the next track should have been Amy MacDonald, Mr Rock and Roll. Oh, dear. No, no, no. That got me thinking, what other songs have got rock and roll in? Oh, this one has, and it hasn't been played for ages, and you'll think it's rubbish when it starts, but you'll be singing along to the chorus. We built this city 
I'm not one for hyperbole, but that has to go down as the best song of all time, doesn't it? Man! Wouldn't advise building a city on rock and roll. Very uh, unstable foundations, but... Oh, I enjoyed that a little bit. I've gone a little bit deaf. I had the speakers up uh, mega blast here and I turned the Dolby on and everything. They used to be the Jefferson Starship, White Rabbits, terrible psychedelic band, and then they become the masters of AOR adult orientated rock. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, can you imagine travelling with elderly members of your family on an aeroplane and when you get to your destination, well, they're not there. That's what happened to a Hemel Hempstead woman who was travelling to a wedding in Ireland with her two elderly parents. They both needed wheelchair assistance, and quite often, on planes, uh, if you, they, they need wheelchair assistance, you kind of get sent on and, and members of staff will help, OK, to get from the gate to the plane. But Margaret and Bartholomew Moriarty were put on the wrong plane, and by the t- time the mistake was spotted, their flight to Dublin had gone. They had to wait hours in Luton Airport for the next available flight. Well, our reporter, Justin Dealey, visited Bartholomew yesterday in his home in Hemel Hempstead to find out more. He asked him when they realised they were on the wrong flight. Oh. When, my, when Margaret gave the, the boarding pass to the woman, she told her to sit down. Now, actually, we thought we were on the right plane. Because that's where they took us. Mm-hmm. And she came back after about five minutes and she said, where are you going? We said, we're going to Dublin. She said, no, you're not in this, not in this plane. She said, this is going to Tenerife in Spain. Oh my God, I said to myself, what happens here now? Because I knew the other one was, was due to go to Dublin. So we missed our own flight to Dublin and counted them. So you got the 8.25 flight out in the end. What time were you told you were on the wrong flight? At about 25 to 3. So you spent a good few hours completely stranded at Luton Airport and your relatives are on that flight already to Dublin? Yes, that's correct, yes. And what happened after you were told you was on the wrong flight? Were you taken back through customs again? Yes, we were. We were taken back to customs to this plate and they kept it there for about five minutes, ten minutes and they said, right, you can wander around, you can go over there and get something to eat and report back here at half past seven to see what happens. Were you treated with any respect at all? No, we were not, no. No, they just lay us off on our own. And so you weren't even offered something to eat, something to drink, an apology? You were just left completely stranded at Luton Airport? That is correct, yes. Let me ask you this. How did that make you feel? Because you have purchased your tickets, mm. you believe that, that you're being taken to the right flight, then you're told that, no, this is not your flight, you've got to wait a few hours, and you're just left. How did that make you feel? Well, it made me feel very bad, really. Because we didn't, we didn't know whether we'd be going or not. We were going to a wedding, and the wedding was the next day, and we didn't know whether we'd get there or not. All to their stupidity. And even now, you haven't received an apology from either the airport or Ryanair for, for what they put you through? No, we haven't, we haven't got nothing. We didn't receive nothing from them, no. Had they told to me, grandson, that they stayed with us all the time, but they were telling lies, they didn't stay with us at all. Well, OCS, who provide passenger mobility assistance at Luton Airport, have given us a statement apologising for what happened. We handle more than a million transfers of passengers with reduced mobility every year and are very sorry to hear of any occasion when our customers have been let down by our service. On the day in question, the ambulift driver went to the wrong gate. By the time the mistake was realised, it was too late for the passengers to board 
board the flight at the correct gate. We apologised to the customers, offered them refreshments and paid their fares for the next available flight in full. We also made sure our staff in Dublin were fully briefed and able to provide additional support for the passengers on their arrival. We apologise for the obvious inconvenience caused and we are reviewing our internal procedures to prevent a reoccurrence in the future. How can you go to the wrong gate? It seems incredible. There's, there's quite good signs at airports. I know I've seen them. Well, Ryanair told us the wheelchair service at Luton is operated by the airport authority at great expense to the airlines. Please refer your queries directly to Luton Airport, who are responsible for this service. Ian McRae is editor of the Disability Now website. Ian, I've had to take my mum on a, who's in a wheelchair on a flight. It's hard work. What kind of difficulties do, do elderly and disabled people face when they're going on planes? Well, first of all, the, part of the problem is, is the, exactly that fact, that the airlines aren't accountable because they say, oh, no, we don't provide the assistance, you know. Um, it's down to the people who provide the assistance who need to talk to them. And the people who provide the assistance are not, you know, immediately obvious. They're not sort of frontline people. But whenever we discuss this, uh, this whole issue of travelling by air for disabled people, we, you know, we, we get loads and loads of anecdotal evidence that people are just treated really badly. You know, assistance doesn't show up. If it does show up, it's, it's, it's terse or, you know, uh, not particularly kind of... Uh, customer friendly um, um, even quite fame you know in, in our terms quite famous disabled people like Baroness Tanny Gray Thompson she says every time she travels by air once her chair is is when she's reunited with her chair you know it, it's broken mm. she transfers out of the chair into a seat for the plane people talk about not being able to use the toilet on planes just because there isn't any accessible toilet facilities mm. on the planes you know uh, it's a night to be and you know part of the fact is that you're actually putting yourself in these people's hands so you uh, and and as a visually impaired person i would be doing the same thing so you're constantly thinking god are they going to show up you know um how am i going to be dealt with when i you know on the way to the plane, what's it going to be like on the plane, and all that sort of thing. So you're putting yourself as a disabled person in these people's hands, and there is nothing that says they have to treat you like a human being. They, you know, they, Quite they, often, the rest of the party are separated from the elderly or disabled people. Exactly. Uh, uh, that, and that doesn't... I, mean, I remember that happened with my mum, and I kicked up a massive stink, and in the end I got to stay with her. But it doesn't seem fair, does it? Why should they be separated? Well, it's because we're not thought of as part of the... Gen disabled people are not considered as part of the general travelling public. We're thought of as something different, something other, um, as we are in, you know, in many other examples uh, in society. And so they, they treat us like that. They say, oh, well, this is, a, this is a, you know, the best case scenario, a special, in inverted commas, um, uh, arrangement. And actually, what, what there ought to be is fully inclusive travel arrangements for disabled people who, you know, you can just, all right, you may have to book it in advance. Some people say that's a step too far, that, you know, actually you should just be able to show up at the airport, get onto the plane uh, with assistance if you require it, just in the same way anybody else would. It would appear quite often, and again, I'm only going from my own personal experience, the disabled people, they're treated like a bit of luggage, really. Well, exactly, yeah. So there's a famous guy, you're probably too young to remember this, but there's a a famous old act called Flanders and Swan, and Michael Flanders was a wheelchair user, you know, and he used to say, oh, well, I, I go up in the food lift, and that's how they used to mm. get him on board the plane. And it is because you're treated like this, like, kind of lump of, as you say, either luggage or, 
or, or kind of meat or whatever, that they just have to get onto the plane. And it's sort of, no matter how they do it, and, and the other thing to say is there is no regulation, there's no obligation, no regulation, and so they kind of just get away with doing what they want to do, really. Uh, Ian, it, it's very sad. It's 2013, and we're still having to put up with that. Thank you very much. Ian McRae, editor of Disability Now website. And uh, later on in the show, we'll be speaking to Tina to find out exactly what happened to her parents. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Things are looking reasonably clear on routes across the three counties so far today. The M1 is running nicely on the cameras as you go past Luton. It's a little slow on the A5 northbound past Dunstable toward the A505, not far from Leighton Buzzard. Things are clear, though, up toward Bletchley and Milton Keynes, and we're looking OK on routes down toward London as well. M25 is running reasonably nicely through the roadworks. On the trains, problems for Chilton further up their lines, 20-minute delays, Birmingham Moor Street to Leamington Spa and towards Stratford-upon-Avon because of a broken-down train at Hatton. And Virgin trains have half-hour delays, Birmingham International through to Birmingham New Street because of electrical supply problems. That could cause late runners coming through Milton Keynes, certainly for Virgin trains. And Chilton services could be affected to and from London's Marlborough at the moment. Not a massive impact on the departure boards, though. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. 6.31, news and sport now. Here's Catherine. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge and their newly born son have spent the night at St Mary's Hospital in London. A Hemel Hempstead couple are demanding answers after being left stranded at London Luton Airport for more than six hours. And a 24-year-old Stevenage man's been arrested following reports that underage children may have been given tattoos. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Australian fast bowler James Patterson will miss the rest of the Ashes series against England after suffering a stress fracture of the lower back. England, meanwhile, are waiting on the fitness of batsman Kevin Peterson, who strained a calf muscle in the second test, as well as former captain Michael Vaughan saying that there's no need to take any risks given the fact that the side is dominant. I think he's got to be 85, 90% fit because of calf strain. You know, you, you can certainly develop that more into a full-on tear and that takes you out for six or seven weeks and you know I don't think England are in a position where they need to risk anything. If Peterson gets through the week well, brilliant. If he doesn't get through the week well, well I think it's a a real nice time to bring in a player that's not played much international cricket. Great Britain won seven medals, including three golds on day three of the IPC World Athletics Championships in Lyon. Meanwhile, the Paralympic champion Johnny Peacock runs in the men's T44 100-metre final later today. He qualified for yesterday with his rival Richard Brown setting a new world record of 10.83 seconds to also make the final. In football, Wickham Wanderers have signed Stephen Craig, subject to international clearance on a one-year deal. The experienced Scotsman's been on trial at Adams Park. And Stevenage are in pre-season action at home to Leeds United tonight. The visitors have sold nearly all of their allocation of tickets. Also tonight, Luton continue their pre-season fixtures as they face Aston Villa at Kenilworth Road. The Hatters hope to make it three friendly wins in a row after recent victories against Hitchin and Maidenhead. Meanwhile, the Hatters captain Steve McNulty is under no illusions as to what the target is for Luton next season. We all know what, what the club and what the fans and you know what us as players, what we expect this season. and you know That's, that's no more than promotion if we don't set off the season, start off the season wanting promotion, you know, you might as well not be here and, you know, we've all been bought to the club to get Luton back into the Football League. And that's your latest news and sport. I'll be back with more at seven o'clock. 
Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge and their newly born son have spent the night at St Mary's Hospital in London. Prince William says the two of them couldn't be any happier. The latest member of the royal family, who's third in line to the throne, sorry Harry, arrived at around 20 past four in the afternoon, but it was about four hours later that the formal announcement was propped up on an easel at Buckingham Palace. The crowds grew as the news spread, with many changing their plans to witness a moment of history. We got home and we put the news on and we saw that it happened about 15 minutes earlier. So even though the kids were in their pyjamas, they wanted to come down to the palace. So we hopped on the tube and, and here we are. We were at home, we were watching TV and then we got so excited so we drove over here super fast to come and see the framed announcement. We love Will and Kate. Well, William made those phone calls that uh, many of us dads can remember making or receiving, telling his family the good news. He spoke personally to the Queen, who's said to be delighted. Uh, Congratulations have been flooding in, uh, and apparently Prince Charles says he's overjoyed. There's a surprise. Dr Kate Williams is a royal historian at London University. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. The first big thing, I suppose, will be the photo. uh, Who can get the first photo? And then the name of the baby. No official word on it, but uh, apparently George is a favourite, after George Harrison. Is Is that right? That's exactly right. The Obviously, we're now narrowed down. 50% of the names have now gone. Yep. You know it's a boy. The front runner is George. Other ones in front include Alexander, include James, include Philip and Louis. So what we see are really royal names. We, we don't expect anything particularly original. We don't expect anything like King Strawberry to be happening around There, there won't be a Dwayne or a, or a Brooklyn or anything. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised. Uh, you know, to what, you, what the royals do is they tend to recycle the same names, and George certainly is a frontrunner. Um, and what we do know about the royals is that they tend to have more names than you or I. So you or I tend to have one or two. They have quite a lot, so they can have a four or five, and they can usually pick which of them they come to the throne with so for example the queen's father was christened albert his last little name was george but he called himself george when he came to the throne so just because this child might be called say george doesn't mean he may not come to the throne as something completely different entirely we were all set i thought it was pretty sure kate that it was going to be a girl uh, and it would have been a, a, a hugely historic moment if it had been a girl because of the changes made to, to the rules that's exactly correct. It would be a great change because if it had been a girl, it would have been the first queen without with male siblings. It doesn't matter whether she had male siblings or not, because previously the only queens we've had have been those with no male siblings, only children or female siblings only, like Elizabeth II. Mm. So it would have been a very exciting, original, new moment. Uh, but and. That is now obviously no longer going to happen until perhaps this child himself has a child in 30 years' time, perhaps in the Lindo wing of Paddington. But there was a slight complication in the sense that this child was, is at present not just monarch of the United Kingdom, but also of the other Commonwealth states. And out of them, three, only three, had ratified this law. And so there were more, you know, more than a dozen had not, oh. which raised the rather slightly confusing and difficult idea that perhaps the child might be agreed in the United Kingdom for it to be a girl, but not in the other countries. So certainly that legal problem is sorted out. Lots of the press yesterday were saying, well, this child will have a very normal upbringing. It won't be a normal upbringing at all, will it? Well, it'll be difficult, because if this child is the first one born into the media glare, if you will, the absolute glare of the 24-hour media 
the internet, the citizen journalist, the camera phone, all of this kind of thing. This child is born into all of it. So it's going to be very difficult for the UK Duchess to give it a normal life. They're saying they're going to. Of course, we are expecting her to move back into her parents' house for certainly a few weeks after William goes back to Anglesey in a fortnight's time. So, you know, that, that's a, obviously a very... So, sorry, she's, she's moving back, Kate's moving back to her parents' house. Is that, that is that normal? The current set thinking of what is going to occur, of course, of course, she may change her mind, but William has two weeks paternity leave, as does every father in this country, and he's off to back to Anglesey after that end, and she will stay here, and it's very likely she will go to her parents' home in Buckleberry. That's the current to say. So, because obviously, let's remember, most of the royal family aren't here. They'll all be in Balmoral. If people aren't celebrating the royal birth today, Kate, are, are they just being grumpy so-and-sos? Well, I think that many the thing is about celebrating a royal birth. It's a great difference celebrating a royal wedding. No one knew when it was going to be. So, um, and obviously, many most people in the United Kingdom are at work on a Tuesday in July. Some many of us on holiday. So, there are many people who might want to celebrate who simply can't because they have to go to work. And there are other people who choose not to because they they all have Republican sympathies, which is, I think, is perfectly perfectly valid and perfectly interesting uh, point of view. I wouldn't criticise it at all. I think we live in a place of free speech and if people believe the monarchy should be abolished they should be able to air their views Dr Kate Williams, uh, Royal Historian at London University thank you very much, we have a look at the front pages of the newspapers baby, that's it, baby baby, baby baby I love your way what the son have done which is annoying, is they've called themselves the son, S-O-N S-O-N, like as in like as in son, but not in as in the son, but as in a son <laughs> that is bonkers. I am going to collect all of these souvenir specials because one day they'll be worth literally nothing. Are you a grumpy so-and-so if you're not celebrating uh, the royal baby being born? Huge crowds outside Buckingham Palace. The only time I've ever gone and stood outside Buckingham Palace for an event was um, the day the Queen came back to Buckingham Palace after Princess Diana had died. And I was in Petit France, which is just around the corner, getting my passport done. I had to wait a couple of hours. I thought, oh, I might as well go to Buckingham Palace. It was, it was a weird mood across the country. It was very strange. There were hundreds of people stood out. It was like being in a zombie film. Hundreds of people stood outside Buckingham Palace, just being really silent and sombre. And then, and then, it was a real fooey, and then a car kind of drove past. I thought, oh, isn't that, oh blimey, it's the Queen. It was all. It was. It was quite exciting, but no one was particularly applauding her or anything. And then, some. Bearing in mind, Diana's just dying. Then someone shouted, "You killed her!" Like that. I thought that's very inappropriate. So I, I saw the Queen, and we caught our, our eyes met. And I wait. I did a little cheeky wave at her because I didn't know what else to do. When you make eye contact with the Queen, so I did a little wave, and she gave me the royal wave. She gave me. The, no, she didn't give me that. She didn't give me that. She gave me the royal wave. Me personally, which is virtually being knighted, isn't it? But if you're not celebrating... I've got off on a tangent, I do apologise. If you're not celebrating the birth of the royal baby, is there, is there something a little bit wrong with you? 08459 four double five five double five. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR or send me a text 81333. Start your text 3CR. Put your name on it, please.
is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459 455 555. Is there something wrong with you if you're not celebrating the birth of the royal baby? Uh, a few people on Facebook have been having their say. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. My heart always sinks a little bit when Paul Scoynes walks into a room. There's more to that sentence. And he's only carrying a piece of paper and not a cup of wonderful coffee. Because I don't, we only love him for his coffee. Facebook.com and his generous wit. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Colin Nelson says, I'm pleased any time a woman gives birth. <laughs> That's generous. Uh, and mother and newborns do well. I just hope they're given a chance to have a chance to enjoy being new parents away from media attention. Good luck with that. Frank says, Ian is only happy because his wife has told him to be. Normally, he's a miserable sod. He, he, what on earth are you talking... My wife wasn't very happy when she came home from work last night at half past twelve and I'd locked her out of the house. Don't read much into it, but... Here's the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's disruption on the trains causing problems this morning. Chilton have got delays of up to 20 minutes. Birmingham Mall Street to Leamington Spa and Stratford-upon-Avon through to Leamington Spa because of a broken down train at Hatton. Looking at the departure boards though, and we have got a couple of cancellations. Trains that were due to run through High Wycombe and down toward London. Services coming from Prince's Risborough. One has been cancelled around quarter past eight this morning, I'm afraid. Virgin Trains have got a few late runners because of problems in the Birmingham area. Birmingham International to Birmingham New Street, they've got electrical supply problems. That means delays of up to half an hour on quite a few of their services. They are running a little bit closer to time as they go through Milton Keynes, but that's not really helping things much. The M25 anti-clockwise, slow moving from the M1 round to Kings Langley. Busy as you come past Junction 16 at the M40. Routes into London so far this morning, along the A1, looking fine. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Right, 6.46, it's Tuesday the 23rd of July. We've all got baby fever here and I don't think there's a cure. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge and their newly born son have spent the night at St Mary's Hospital in London. A Hemel Hempstead couple are demanding answers after being left stranded at London Luton Airport for more than six hours. In Britain, great uh, in sport, <laughs> Great Britain won seven medals, including three golds, on day three of the IPC World Athletics Championships in Lyon. Coming up, we'll talk about a traveller site in Bedford. A group of councillors are putting a planning application for one in their town. But before that, let's get the weather. Here's Kate Kinsella. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, I'm just looking at the uh, satellite picture and the radar actually moving across all three counties and it seems many of us getting some storms. And these are going to continue as we head through the course of the morning and will continue through the afternoon as well. Now, at the moment, they're kind of around West Hertfordshire, North Buckinghamshire, uh, but very much moving through parts of Bedfordshire at the moment. So uh, these, like I say, will continue. Thunderstorms heavy downpours and of course this rain is falling on very dry hard ground so it could lead to localised flooding. So much so the Met Office do have a yellow weather warning in place for heavy rain. Now like I said this is going to continue through the day and through the night tonight. Now you'd think perhaps that behind these thunderstorms we may get a fresher feel. Uh, unfortunately not. It's going to remain rather humid, rather sticky
peaky with a maximum temperature later on today of around perhaps 26, 27 Celsius, maybe in local spots, one or two degrees warmer than that. Now, as we head overnight as well, temperatures barely dipping down or not dipping down too much. We're looking at a minimum temperature of around 17 Celsius. That's away from towns and cities. Inside built-up areas, it is going to feel that little bit warmer. But the risk of localised flooding continues as this thundery rain continues right the way through to tomorrow morning when eventually it will start to move northeastwards and behind it dry and brighter. Maximum temperature tomorrow around 26 Celsius. That's 79 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. Thank you very much. The Games of the 30th Olympiad in 2012 are awarded to the city of London. 12 months ago, Beds, Hearts and Bucks went crazy for sports. But what happens one year on? All this week, ahead of the anniversary of London 2012, Ian Lee and Roberto Peroni will be finding out how much our sporting lives have been affected by the Olympics. That youth and community increasing participation is a is top priority for Sport England. Was it just a phase, or are we all much more active in sports across the three counties? No one would be into it as much as they are now. It's such a popular sport now. Listen to Ian Lee and Roberto Peroni every day this week here on BBC Three Counties Radio. F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F F
Excellent music this morning. Excellent music. And uh, that was chosen by political reporter Paul Scoynes. Both of us doing some really uh, intense robotics. Energetic. <laughs> A very energetic robotics, weren't we? And I, I, I suspect some of that was filmed, so it may yeah. go up on... Uh, 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 well, it may go up on... Now, a group of councillors in Bedford have put a planning application in for a traveller site because they say the council isn't doing enough to provide pitches. And this, this story kind of pops up every now and then. This is a, an unusual twist on it. The group of mainly rural conservative politicians have put an application in for an urban area of the town. Councillors there are furious with the move and say the Tories are bringing the council into disrepute. Well, Paul Scoynes, political reporter, uh, joins me now. I'm I'm confused here. A councillor putting in an application on council land? Yes. uh, The opposition councillors have said this is unprecedented and uh, apparently it's legal. I've not known. Apparently, I could put in a a planning application in on your house. Whether or not it would be accepted or not, of course, is is one thing or another, but it's legally able to do that. Anyway, uh, this site was uh, the subject of a planning application for a gypsy and traveller site in may this is at the fair hills area uh, just off paula radcliffe way that uh, uh bypass paula radcliffe way well after the, after the lady after the lady yes wow she used to train in bedford wow and they gave her a street they gave her a street um uh, anyway that that was rejected uh, in may because of it being isolated and noisy according to the committees and now these uh, tories and an independent councillor want to resurrect that application why? Well, I've spoken to them, and they say that uh, there are concerns that the 14-pitch Meadow Lane site, which is, if you like, the main Gypsy and Traveller site uh, earmarked for Bedford, which was agreed in December, isn't being built. They say that it's, it's the, the council are dragging its heels on this, and they say that by doing that, uh, as we've spoken in the past about areas like central Bedfordshire, mm. they've put through uh, a large number of Gypsy and Traveller sites, and their reckoning for that is if you have a lot of official pitches it's very difficult for unofficial if you like illegal pitches to turn into legal pitches so you right. can't just buy a piece of agricultural land build a, you know put some hardcore down on it and then turn it into a site what the what the council says what these these councillors sorry what they say is that this uh, by by doing nothing at meadow lane it leaves the door ajar for an application on agricultural land to be made i.e 
perhaps in their constituencies and if a council uh, isn't meeting its requirement it makes it much harder to refuse and this is a site very much on the sort of edge of the town rather than right in the deep countryside. So is, is that why the local councillors are objecting? Well, they say no. They say it may well be uh, their ward area, but they say that the area of Fair Hills by the Bar Pass is wholly inappropriate. Uh, they say that it's dangerous, isolated, noisy. These are Labour councillors, by the way. These yep. are Labour councillors who live in the area. And they say that nobody would want to live there, and those are the grounds that they're objecting, not because it's just in their ward. And the council? Well, they've, uh, they've sent us a statement, and they will be uh, coming on the programme later on, but they say that it's been clear for some time that Meadow Lane is its preferred site in which to deliver additional pitches for gypsies and travellers they say there are some issues that still need to be resolved including noise odour and drainage before building can take place Mm -hmm. however they say with the planning permission in place and that was agreed as i say at the end of last year the council can uh, very clearly meet the assessed need of 14 additional pitches by 2017 they say also with a pitch uh, site up towards kempston that would take them up to around 2021 so that should provide enough pitches for the next sort of nine years or quite so. often a long process what um, what happens next well what happens next is this this application goes in uh, it, it will become live it's currently not on the uh, portal i could find yesterday um everyone every council's got a planning portal you can go and search what your neighbor's doing with a you know a website that kind of stuff a but website called the technical terms of portal is it? yes okay. yes it is sorry no. i should be planning website really shouldn't it but anyway uh, that will eventually come back to the planning committee that should be a lively meeting where you've got some of the councillors who are actually on that committee in in some cases these these, these meetings about travelers and gypsy sites always do get quite feisty don't they as one might imagine yeah they do especially when uh, when members of the public turn up and mm. uh, and and in in volume as well so i would expect that one to uh, to have the same uh, situation there that will then either be approved or rejected and if it's rejected in it could be appealed the thing is this this council bedford borough council put in an application for this land uh, in may and that was rejected the council can't appeal its own decision but these councillors could appeal it if you see what I mean. Does that make sense? It kind of does. So what yes. it means is that these councils will push in an application. If it gets rejected, they'll appeal it. Council taxpayers' money mm. will fight their own councillor's appeal. Paul Scoynes, thank you very much. It's uh, very complicated as these things often are. If there's a Paul of Radcliffe Way, can we have a Paul Scoynes <clears throat> pass? That can't be done. Thank you very much. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Traffic's slowing up on the A1M. It's looking busy southbound from Junction 8 to Hitchin towards 7 at Stevenage. If you're continuing along the A1 in toward London, that's now slowing from Barnet Bypass round Stirling Corner down toward Apex Corner. Everything quite busy on the M1, southbound from Junction 11 at the A505 toward 10 for Luton Airport. Anti-clockwise M25 is slow from the M1 round to Kings Langley, then again as you come past the M40 at Junction 16, though on the M40 this morning, no problems reported. Trains, Virgin, 30-minute delays. They've got electrical supply problems between Birmingham International and Birmingham New Street stations. It's been caused by lightning strikes there, and that's causing a few late runners coming through Milton Keynes and toward London. Chilton have got 20-minute delays as well. This is a broken-down train at Hatton. It's mainly affecting them off through Warwickshire and up toward Birmingham, but a few late runners and cancellations into London as well. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Adam, thank you very much indeed. In the next hour of the show, are you a grumpy so-and-so if you're not celebrating the birth of a new royal baby? Here's Catherine. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
morning, it's seven o'clock. The headlines. Crowds gather to welcome new prints. Airport blunder leaves Hemel couples stranded and investigation launched after Potter's Bar fire. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have spent the night in hospital in central London following the birth of their son. The new prince, who weighed eight pounds six ounces, is third in line to the throne. There's been no announcement yet of a name. Thousands of well-wishers celebrated outside Buckingham Palace. These people were among them. I'm over the moon. I'm so excited. I literally just got here and I was like, oh my God, it's in! So yeah, just got in time to burst my bubbles and raise a toast to the new prince. I couldn't contain my excitement, so I thought it would be nice to bring my eight-month-old daughter, Kimia, with me. So we came across from Hertfordshire, which is about an hour away from here. The Chancellor will meet lenders and house builders to discuss plans to make billions of pounds worth of mortgages available to people who can't afford large deposits. George Osborne's expected to tell lenders to apply stringent testing to borrowers to check they can afford repayments and prevent a surge of reckless lending. A Hemel Hempstead couple are demanding answers after being left stranded at London Luton Airport for more than six hours. Wheelchair users Margaret and Bartholomew Moriarty were put onto a Ryanair flight at Tenerife to Tenerife when they were supposed to be heading for Dublin. By the time they were taken off the plane, the gate had closed. In a statement, the passenger assistance firm OCS says its representatives apologised to the couple and offered them refreshments, something Mr Moriarty disputes. We haven't got nothing. We didn't receive nothing from no. Had they told to me, grandson, that they stayed with us all the time, but they were telling lies, they didn't stay with us at all. We were going to a wedding, and the wedding was the next day, and we didn't know when we'd get there or not. All to their stupidity. More on this coming up next with Ian Lee. An investigation's been launched into a fire which led to the closure of the M25 through Hertfordshire last night. Traffic was diverted away from Junction 25 while firefighters tackled the blaze in several garages and workshops at Bentley Heath near Potter's Bar. No one was injured but a nearby industrial estate was evacuated as a precaution. A group of opposition councillors in Bedford are applying for a piece of land to become a traveller's site, despite it being rejected just a couple of months ago. The move, which critics have called unprecedented, is designed to push the council into beginning work on a site already agreed in the borough. Our political reporter Paul Scoynes has more. The land at Fair Hills was deemed isolated and noisy when the application was heard in May, and it was rejected. The councillors, most of whom represent rural areas, submitted the application in the hope it would force the council to speed up its plans to build 14 pitches at Meadow Lane, to the south of the town. This would, they say, make their rural areas better protected from illegal camps. Opposition councillors say this is a clear disregard for the council and will cost taxpayers money when it inevitably gets challenged. In sport, Paralympic champion Johnny Peacock runs in the men's T44 100 metre final later today. He qualified for yesterday with his rival Richard Brown, setting a new world record of 10.83 seconds to also make the final. The weather very warm with and humid with thunderstorms and a top temperature of 27 degrees degrees Celsius. That's 81 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Did you get the thunder last night? Oh, it was good. It was a proper, very crisp, clear cracks of thunder. God is not happy it's a boy, yes? The mighty has spoken. You worship your earthly kings and queens, but they mean nothing in the kingdom of heaven. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, Keen to hear from you this morning. The Duchess of Cambridge has had a baby. Ah, I know. It's on the front pages of all the papers, and there are scenes of celebration all around the world. Well, today I want to know, are you a grumpy so-and-so if you're not celebrating? Talking more about the story of an elderly Hemel Hempstead couple who were put on the wrong flight at Luton Airport. 
to hear what the company has to say in a bit and get the story from their daughter. And a group of councillors in Bedford have put a planning application in for a traveller's site because they say the council isn't doing enough to provide pitches. Well, do you think it's time for more traveller sites in Beds, Hearts and Bucks? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. If you did do anything to celebrate the royal baby last night, maybe you went down to London, maybe you, you woke the kids up and you got them downstairs to watch the telly, maybe you cracked open a bottle of bubbly. Could you give me a call? Uh, I, I guess to tell me why. 08459 455 555. Or if, like several people i know you're sick to the back teeth of it already do let me know 08459 455 555 we're talking about it because after months of waiting about nine months of waiting the royal baby has arrived now at this stage of course the facts are few eight pounds six ounces mother and son doing well dad was at the delivery we don't know if he went downstairs or not limited facts have stopped the media's world giving the event wall-to-wall coverage here's how the u.s networks broke the news some late night celebrations in london right now it is a boy duchess catherine and prince william have officially welcomed their first baby into the world kate the duchess of cambridge gave birth to a baby boy and prince william was there for the royal delivery if prince william was any man he would now get in a helicopter go over to america and take it back we used to own that island and one day we'll claim what's rightfully ours well our reporter justin dealey has been out waving a flag haven't you justin (laughs) ian i'm very excited what is the problem you really are excited about this aren't you it's fantastic it's great for the country but of course yesterday morning um here's just a a brief recap of views because the news broke at about 7 30 the royal baby was on its way and we were out there straight away on the streets of Luton, asking people whether they were excited and this is what they had to say not not at all uh, i care more about how i'm going to eat she knows how she's going to eat i don't not really not not, not at all no i don't Can I ask why um well i'm not into the royal family and a lot of people i know you open the pavement all it is is the footballers the royal family you know what about normal people like my daughter's had a baby there was no big oh jim jim's family is having a baby and uh, you know but if you're into the royal family and things like that all well and good but i'm not no i'm not really bothered mate no, it doesn't interest me. I'm not really interested in the royal family, to be honest. Because it's just so hyped up. I, she's one person. I know she's a princess and she's had a baby, but I don't care, really. I was scouring the news last night, Justin, and there definitely was no mention of Jim's no. family having a baby. There was no, <laughs> not even on Channel 5 News, and, and, you know, they can't get the expensive footage, so... No, absolutely. Disappointing. People mentioned it to me yesterday, Jim's baby. We've got to try and track Jim's baby down, haven't we? Yeah, we, let, let's... Find, well, yeah, for, for good purposes. Let, let's, let's treat Jim's baby as a royal baby. Are people any more excited now? Now that we've seen, seen it on the telly, we've seen the crowd... Sometimes it takes seeing other people people getting a bit excited for us to get caught up in the emotion what was yeah. the reaction today i was exactly like that with the recent royal wedding beforehand i couldn't care less when it actually came i was very very excited the mood has changed slightly again back in luton this morning i've been asking people uh, are those who are not excited about the royal baby just grumpy and here's some more views for you trevor you're over the moon about the birth of the royal baby do you think people who aren't are just grumpy probably yeah 
Yeah, it's early in the morning as well. No, no <laughs> seriously, I think it's good for the country. I think it's good for Will and Kate. They're normal people, you know, and uh, good luck to them. Fantastic news for them. No, well, please. I wouldn't say I was excited. I'm happy for them, you know, as new parents. You know, they've been waiting a long time for it and they've been together a long time. It would have been nice if it was a girl to break the whole king tradition but as long as the baby's healthy and they're happy what more could you really want i mean you seem quite pleased for them almost pleased like you would be for a friend you're not excited about the birth of our future king are you just grumpy no it's just a new life isn't it so it's just celebrate a new life regardless whether it's a king or not at the end of the day the baby is still a baby it doesn't know it's going to be a king sir you're not bothered in the slightest about the birth of the royal baby are you just grumpy no no i'll just say what a big hoo-ha over him it's only another baby coming into the world. So when you heard the news yesterday afternoon, you weren't excited no, at not all? One, not, not one little bit, no. Yeah. no. Well, we knew it was coming, so that was it. No, we see loads of babies all the time, don't yeah. we? And do you think that you're not alone in your views? Do you think a lot of people are going to be like you? I would imagine there's a lot of people with the same views as me, yes. yes. Yeah, I think people are grumpy. I'm a cab driver, I pick up people all the time, and generally, since the recession started... A lot of people are more grumpier. So I think the royal baby being born, people will be excited. Well, I don't understand why people should be excited. But it's our future king. How can you not be excited about our future king? Why, t- t- Justin, someone there said it's good for the country. You probably mm. agree because you're, yeah. you're a numpty. <laughs> Tell me why it's good for the country. Well, surely this morning the majority of people, obviously when we go out we're going to pick up negative views as well, but the majority of people, I would have thought, are waking up this morning and they might just have a smile on their but face. But Justin, the you've, not spoken on, to, no, you've not spoken to anybody. You've spoken to one person who's excited about it. What about the money it's going to bring to this country? What money? Do you not think it's going to increase tourism to this country? No, I don't. A raw baby? No, I don't. Are you for real? Yeah, I'm for real. How will it increase tourism when it's, it's, it's already now costing us money? The whole of the world is talking about this country. They're not the talking about getting world. on a flight and coming over and the spending whole, money here. The whole of the world are seeing some of the sights of this country. On Surely, telly, that, yes. Yes, on telly. Now, if you're watching that abroad, that is putting us again back on the world map, and hopefully that may encourage more people to come to this fantastic country. How will it... Why will people come to... I'm getting angry now, Justin, why? with you. Why would people come to this country... Because there is another baby in it that they'll never get to see in the flesh. Well, put it this way. Yesterday morning, the the people that we spoke to, who were English, who lived in this country, the majority weren't particularly fussed. Now, I spoke to an Australian, who was absolutely over the moon. I spoke to somebody from the Ukraine, who, again, was very, very excited. People from outside the UK are probably more bothered than us. Again, they're watching it right the way across the world. They're getting excited about it. Again, they're seeing some of our, our great sights in this country. Why would that not promote this country that sort of publicity for this country is worth billions of pounds do you really want more australians in this country uh, well if they're going to start coming to this country and saying great things and spreading the word and spending money in this they country they won't spend any money they'll be they'll all be sleeping on their mate's floor <laughs> justin Have a few cans of fosters justin you've, you've got me angry this morning it's very rarely you do that but i'm furious with you okay see, see if you can find some people who are excited you won't well i found a couple already yeah, m- the majority of them were were not that excited somebody is going to phone you any second now and by the way, the, the, this has not right. been staged at all. Yep. Somebody is going to phone you any second now and put you right there. Should we, should we go to the phones? Excited. Should yes, we go to the phones? Andrew's in Hatfield. Andrew? Hello. Are you excited yes. about the Royal Baby? Oh, I'm totally gutted. I just phoned up and I said, please don't tell me you're going to talk about this blinking baby all day long or I'm not listening to Three Counties today. Why are you... Well, yeah, OK. You're well, listening to any station, then. Why are you gutted, Andrew? 
because I already... Uh, look, I missed my favourite TV programme because of this. At nine o'clock I was going to watch TV. I don't watch much TV. And it's all about people um, finding their relatives for them and so on. I thought, oh, great, I'll sit and watch that. Yeah. No, it's cancelled. I've got a whole hour. Why do I need a whole hour to tell me a baby's been born? He makes a good point, Just. He does make a good point, but come on, this is our future king. Surely that's more important than a one-hour TV programme. All the, new, uh, all the news pro, uh, bulletins, and I bet this hour programme last night, all they were doing yesterday mm-hmm. was guessing. It was people stood outside a building, they weren't allowed in, guessing. Look at this, page 17 of the Daily yeah. Mail. Uh, on the BBC Six O'Clock News, Royal Correspondent Nicholas Witchell summed it up by saying, to be honest, we have no news and no idea what's happening. I guarantee you right now, you're going to be getting complaints this morning from a small minority of people that are saying, why are you talking about this? Well, which I can't quite believe, but there you go. If you weren't talking about this, trust me, the phone lines would be a meltdown. People saying, why on earth aren't you talking about the the, the raw baby? You're wrong on this one. No, I'm not. You are wrong. Justin Dilley, we'll speak to you later on. We're joined now by uh, Erica Thompson, who is an independent midwife. Erica, are you excited? Of course, yes. Why? (laughs) <laughs> because a new baby's being born, and that's always exciting. It is always exciting. It's it's one of the great gifts. The the uh, you know the cycle of life, and it's wonderful. But 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 I find it very hard to be excited because it's a royal baby. Um. Well, I'm always excited. <laughs> <laughs> Are you always excited? Does it as a midwife? Does it ever get? Do you ever get bored of seeing those things pop out? Never, absolutely never. Each and every time, it's like being a. Well, it's a miracle. You're you're around a miracle every time it happens. It's phenomenal. I just see the baby come out, and I think, how how nice does that happen? Duchess uh, went into labour at six a.m. yesterday. It was all done by four. For a first baby, that's quite speedy, isn't it? Yeah, she did really well. But then she she she's a young and um, fit and healthy woman. She's well so. fit, yeah. I mean, she's a fit young lady. No, I mean, she's a fit young lady. My mum would say. My mum has said, "Oh, she hasn't got childbearing hips." I know, I think every woman's got childbearing hips. Okay, so that's a bit of a myth then, is it? Yeah. £8.6, is that a good weight? Yes. I mean, generally average um, weight now, I would say. Um, Babies are generally getting into the £8 now. It's on the larger side, but um, most babies are getting larger now. Is this an old wives' tale? I heard this mentioned yesterday, that when there's a thunderstorm coming, more babies are born. Is that true? Um, well, yes, same with full moons. Um, I think there was a full moon around about this time, was there? I, I'm um, not sure about the moon, but is, is that really true? Because someone said that, I went, oh, don't be so ridiculous. But that, that can have an effect, can it? It can. It's to do with the pressure in the area, and it makes women's um, waters break. How funny. I did not know <laughs> that. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> um, well, dads, quite often, you know, back in, in, in the day, it was uncommon for a dad to be at the birth. Now, if, if the dad's not at the birth, it's seen as odd. Can you tell when you're, in, when you're delivering a baby whether the dad's going to be kind of a good hands-on dad or a little bit distant? Um, I can tell whether they're going to be a positive birthing partner or not. Um, but some, some dads absolutely love being there they really relish it they really enjoy being the the partner and the support other dads are absolutely frightened and hate every single moment of it um and they'll do they'll 
newspaper in front of their face or they'll, they'll try and pretend they're not there. Um, but that doesn't mean they're not there. I, I loved it when my boys were born. I wanted to see more, but my wife wouldn't let me. Although I did nearly <laughs> faint when she had the... But it was, I fainted when she had the epidural put in. I thought, oh, I'll watch this. This will be interesting. And I nearly passed out. Yes. That bit was horrible. Uh, that's, not, that's not uncommon when you try and keep um, the dad on the other side of the <laughs> Erica, listen, nice to talk to you. The line's breaking up a little bit, so we'll end it there. Erica Thompson, independent midwife. Well, she's excited, but because that, that's her job. Am I being a little bit grumpy? Is Justin right? Basically, the, the show is, is there is a, a, a white line drawn down the middle of this show. On one side, it's me going, uh, you know, it's, it's good that a baby's healthy, but I'm not excited. The other side, there's Justin Dealey wearing a Union Jack uh, uh, bowler hat, waving some flag, saying, for goodness sakes, this is great news. Whose side are you on? Mine or Justin's? 08459 <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1M southbound heavy traffic as you come from Junction 8 at Hitchin towards 7 at Stevenage. It's slow as you continue into London through Boreham Wood from Stirling Corner to Mill Hill Circus. The M1 looking quite busy from Flitwick at Junction 12 toward Luton Airport at Junction 10. Mark 8 and the A5 southbound. That's a little bit slow as you go past Lynch Hill at the B4540. You're going to find it quite busy on the M25 if you're going on the anti-clockwise carriageway. From the M1 round to Kings Langley in particular, but also as you get round to the M40 at Junction 16. Cameras on the M40 not showing too much trouble this morning. Certainly it's looking good as you go past High Wycombe at Junction 4. Chilton, 20-minute delays. This is Birmingham Moor Street to Leamington Spa and they're affected around Stratford-upon-Avon as well. A broken down train at Hatton is causing the problems and it means that the 8.15 service that's running through High Wycombe down toward London has been cancelled. That's the 8.05 from Prince's Risborough. That's where it should have been starting. Virgin have got half-hour delays as well. Electrical supply problems in the West Midlands between Birmingham International and Birmingham New Street caused by lightning strikes. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Adam, are you excited by the Royal Baby? No, I'm totally on your side on this one. It's just like, it's a nice thing, but I couldn't really care either way. Thank you very much. It is, it's a nice thing, you know, but really? Right, 7.18, it's Tuesday the 23rd of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have spent the night in hospital in central London following the birth of their son. A Hemel Hempstead couple are demanding answers after being left stranded at London Luton Airport for more than six hours. In sport, the Ashes agony continues for Australia as one of their key bowlers has been ruled out of the rest of this summer's series against England. Coming up, we'll have more on the story about an elderly couple who were put on the wrong flight. Their family didn't know until they arrived in Dublin and mum and dad weren't there. BBC Three Counties Radio. BBC Three Counties Radio, your local stories. I have a friend who runs hairdressers and one of her members of staff is stealing the takings. So what would the advice from the police be? We'll find out, Sally. Your local life. Yesterday we were talking about the problem of shoplifting. So what can you do if you have staff who, um, to put it eloquently, are a bit light-fingered? Your local radio station. The one thing which seems to actually solve the problem for them, they all said, was I put in CCTV cameras. This is... Is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. If you want to give us a call about the Royal Baby or any of the stories, 08459 455 555. Are you excited, like Dealey is, about the Royal Baby? You think it could be great for the country? Yeah, that's right. Someone's put on Facebook, they're upset because Jeremy Kyle isn't on today. He's been replaced by a special about the baby. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Steve's in Dunstall. Steve, are you excited about the royal baby? <coughs> no, not really. Tell me why. Oh, I've got no interest in it. More of about forty years ago when things were different, but people are not interested anymore. Anyway, it's right on. So it's just a money grabbing opportunity for the country to make money. Nobody really cares about the royal family. It's just more interested in tourism and people spending the money. So, but but De- it's, some people would argue, including Justin Dealey, uh, who's really getting on my nerves this morning, uh, <laughs> that that's great for the country. We want people coming in and, and spending money and staying in hotels and, and buying memorabilia. Yeah, but it's a bit false, isn't it? I mean, at the end of the day, if you really like the Royal Family, you wouldn't be sort of saying things like that, would you? At the end of the day, they're just a glorified circus act now, aren't they? They just bring money into the country. With that poor, we've got to rely on the Royal Family for tourism. You know, at the end of the day, oh, I'm not interested anyway, so... Steve, <laughs> you surprised me, and we've discussed, you know, several topics in the past, and I yeah, thought no, I had you I'm pretty not... sussed out. You're not, you're not a Royal Family fan? No, it's, it's all old that now. The problem is, is we're... We're scrimping and scraping and we're getting poorer by the day. And at the end of the day, it's nice for them to have a baby, of course it is, and everything else. But that's the problem. If we was all doing well and everything else, I should imagine more people would be a bit more happier. But when you see people like someone else said earlier, footballers, millionaire, and the BBC getting payoffs, millions of pounds, and, you know, people down on the ground, we don't get that. Once we get the sack or get the boot, that's it, mate. You don't get no payoffs. So, uh, you're jealous? Well, it's not jealous, it's just the fact we, we, we've got other things to worry about without someone popping a baby out. <laughs> Steve, thank you very much. Diane, are you excited about the Royal Baby? No. Well, I'm happy for them. Yep. I really am happy for them. Um, but um, I'm putting the other side that um, what about the people who can't have children? Um, huh? I personally... Um, for circumstances I can't have children um, and it's too late I can't do IVF but everywhere I've been going yesterday is about the baby now it's jealousy on my side I'm admitting that because I'd love to have one Um, so it's not just I am really pleased I'm glad I think they're a lovely couple Um, but it's that side everywhere you go on TV radio everything it's quite upsetting for there's not only me around lots of other people when you put the telly on when you've spent your time avoiding avoiding it Mm. so So how hard is it then when you see um you see the you know the royal couple celebrating and you see all the the talk about this does it really hurt yeah 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 it really does really does how do you have your friends had children um, yes, I've got, um, I've, um, sort of partly adopted mentally, um, my best friend's daughter, um, but it's circumstances that happened, um, sort of, uh, ten years ago, and it's due to a certain medication that I can't, I, I can't carry, um, and it's too late now, um, I'm sort of in that. Uh, age where you thought they class it as past it oh, <laughs> um, even though mentally I'm not um, and I've got a lot of regrets 
from earlier but i'm really happy i think i love i think they're a really nice couple i like watching royal things not to the too much extent but everywhere i go like yesterday was on waiting for the baby and i found i found myself going for goodness sake everywhere um just let them get on with it and have privacy but that was me the hurt which i didn't realize that i could be so emotional about Diane, I can hear the emotion in your voice. Thanks very much for coming on. 08459 455 555. Are you being grumpy if you're not excited by the royal family? It's on the front page of all of the newspapers. The Daily Mail. Oh boy, one's a grandpa. The Times. Welcome to the world. <laughs> welcome to Welcome to my world. Won't you come on in? The Guardian. A birth, a boy, a prince, a king. The Daily Telegraph. It's a boy. The Independent. Cameron retreats in war on internet porn. Oh, hang on a second. What? David Cameron was in retreat last night from his plan. Oh, okay. Uh, the uh, Express, it's a boy, and the son have called themselves the son, S-O-N. Matt's in Luton. Matt, are you, like me, a bit bored of this already? No, I ain't like you, mate. You're a disgrace, you are. Sorry? You're a disgrace. Why is that, sir? You should be proud. Proud of? You th- it, just think... Who was his mother? Who was Willem's mother? Lady Diana had done more Prin- for this Princess country. Diana, yes. Yes, done more for this country than anybody else. What, ever? I th- yes. What What did she do for this country? Look, look at look at the the money she brought into the country. Yeah. How and, much? And why Why be grumpy about it? Why Why are you grumpy? Wait till Jonathan comes on and see what he says. Well, Jonathan's off this week. Oh, well, I, he'll I be be- next week and thank God he'll say something nice about I, it. I, well, I don't know. Uh, I don't you, know. When your child was born, I yep. bet you were over the moon, weren't you? I was over the moon, my wife was over the moon, and my family were over the moon, yes. So you can help this because it's, it's a part of our heritage? No, Matt, the reason I'm not over the moon about the royal family is because I don't know them. I don't know anything about them. Of course you do. I don't. You know everything about the royal I don't know them. I've not met them. Well, yeah, but you're always slagging them. I'm not always slagging them. I, yes, I like no, Matt. You're wrong. You're very, very wrong. No, I qu- I'm not wrong. No, mate. you are wrong, sir. I quite like the royal family. I just well, ca- you don't sound it. I just cannot get excited about their baby. Why not? Because it means nothing to me. I'd get excited about your baby if I met you and I knew you and I've had seen you on TV. I said, "Oh, that's great news." He's had another child. That's great news. Yeah. Okay, well, it's 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 a good point. Well, what it's are you a doing? Shame, really, that we we should be celebrating things like this. What are you doing, Matt, to celebrate the baby? Uh, well, I'll, I'll raise a pint to the baby this afternoon. Yeah, good lad. Get stuck in there. Get, yeah. Let's all get drunk. Yeah, why not? Why not? There we go. That's how we're going to celebrate the baby. We're going to get drunk. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Uh, if you want to give us a call about that, am I just being grumpy? Now this morning we're talking about the ordeal suffered by a Hemel Hempstead couple who were left stranded at Luton Airport for more than six hours. Margaret and Bartholomew Moriarty needed wheelchair assistance to get on the Ryanair flight to Dublin, but they were put on a flight to Tenerife by mistake, and by the time staff realised and took them off, their flight to Dublin had gone. Well, their daughter, Tina, uh, got on the original flight, not realising her parents weren't on board. Tina joins me now. Tina, you were travelling to Dublin. What what happened? Why were you separated from your parents? 
Um, unfortunately, they because of the health and safety, they wouldn't allow me to travel with my parents, which I've never ever had before. This is because they, they needed wheelchair help to get onto the plane. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. There were five, actually, five people in wheelchairs going on the same flight to Dublin. Yep. So you get on your pl- the plane, you go and put your luggage in, and y- y- you sit down, yep. and you're all ready to go. Um, yeah, no, I actually asked before I got on the plane. Yeah. I, I asked where, where, what wheelchair assistants were at there, the front or the back of the plane. They said the back. So I got on the back of the plane. Then I asked the cabin crew, where were my parents? Because they weren't on the back. They said, they're at the front now, you need to sit down because we need to take off. So I sat down immediately. So they told you, your parents were at, at yep. the front of the plane, they're on the plane, don't worry, now sit down please, miss. Yeah, yeah. At what point did you realise your parents weren't on the plane? When I when I got off the plane, the wheelchair assistants were on the tarmac. Because said, my parents not off, got off yet? And they said, no. They said, they said they don't need them. I said, my parents do need them. And then the next minute, we're waiting. And the next minute, the pilot's getting off. And I said, where's my parents? And he said, oh, they must have gone through. Then the gentleman on the wheelchair assistant walked me down to customs. I walked all the way down to customs since my parents had already been taken through. And the next minute, I got a phone call, a spherical phone call from my mother saying they were still in. D- Tina, uh, uh, th- how long is the flight from Luton to Dublin? Uh, about minutes. About how long, sorry? About 55 minutes. Oh, so it was a quick one. Did you not yeah. at any point in the flight think, oh, I should just get up and just see if mum and dad are all right? No, because my dad's a really bad flyer. Right. Oh, OK. So best leave him on his own. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so you got a phone call from your mum. She was no doubt yeah. very upset. What, what did she say? Spherical. She just said, Tina, because I said, don't worry, Mum, I'm coming through. She went, Tina, we're still here. And I said, still where? She said, in Luton. And I said, well, I can't say on air what I said. No, no, I, 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 I can imagine. Uh, and so what happened then? Well, how, what was the, the, the deal with your parents then? Well, some, somebody from Ryanair come on the phone and it said to me that somehow they'd been put on the wrong flight and that they didn't know that whether they could put them on the next flight or not. So I've gone running to the Ryanair desk at uh, Dublin when I landed, and they were like, well, you need to phone Luton. And I'm like, no, you need to phone Luton. You've lost my parents. And then they phoned Luton and said, yeah, unfortunately, they've been put on a flight to Tenerife. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so ridiculous. Like, it's funny now, but it seriously oh, wasn't funny at the time. No, of course it wasn't. I'm trying to think how I'd feel if it was, was my mum, and I would but be absolutely... were both not very well people. No, of course not. And uh, so, so they finally got on the plane to Dublin. How many yeah. hours later? Six. Five and a half hours oh, later. Oh, man alive. What a worry. They turned the thing up... is, they didn't even look after him at Luton Airport. They just left him. And how old are your parents? My, my dad's 72 and my mum's 70 in August. Oh, that's no good at all, is it? No. Are they all right now? Have they recovered? Mm, they, they are now, but obviously it's still quite stressful for them. Yeah, I bet. And what have Ryanair or Luton Airport said? Nothing. They haven't even acknowledged my letter that I've complained I wrote to the Luton Airport, and then I wrote to Ryanair as well. Well, Tina, listen, I appreciate you coming on and telling us your story. We'll, we'll stay in touch, if that's OK, to see if they do yeah. say anything. And, and best yeah. of, lots of love to Mum and Dad, and I hope, I hope they're OK. Thank you. Tina, thank, thank you very you much, much indeed. Uh, in a statement, Ryanair's Robin Keeley said the wheelchair service at Luton is operated by the airport authority at great expense to the airlines. 
Well, the uh, service at Luton Airport who are responsible for this service gave us this statement. We handle more than a million transfers of passengers with reduced mobility every year and are very sorry to hear of any occasion when our customers have been let down by our service. On the day in question, the Ambulift driver went to the wrong gate. By the time the mistake was realised, it was too late for the passengers to board the flight at the correct gate. We apologised to the customers, offered them refreshments and paid their fares for the next available flight in full. Travel news for beds, hards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Baldock Road, the A507 in Buntingford. We've had a call from Bob. A lot of surface water this morning between the A10 and Warren Lane in Baldock. So it's looking a bit like a bit of spray is being kicked up as people make their way through there. We haven't had any reports of flooding so far, thankfully. But if anyone gets caught out somewhere with any problems, do let us know. 08459 555 555. Slow on the A1 coming down to the Black Cat roundabout. There are delays now approaching the Barford Bypass. Slow then as you continue down the A1M past Hitch and towards Stevenage and then into London southbound on the A1 from Stirling Corner to Mill Hill Circus it's busy on the M1 from Junction 13 at Bedford toward the Luton Airport Spur the anti-clockwise M25 very slow from the M1 to Kings Langley and now from Chorley Wood through to the M40 queues in Mark Yates on the A5 lots of problems on the trains Virgin trains now running with disruption delays of at least an hour and cancellations signalling problems caused by a lightning strike up at Manchester Piccadilly so that's affecting services to and from London It's also affecting things out of Manchester, further north into the country. Plus the delays through Birmingham that have been caused by a different lightning strike and Chilton have had a breakdown, which means that there's at least a couple of late runners coming through High Wycombe and a couple of cancellations as well. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. the 7.30 headlines. I'm Catherine Boyle. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have spent the night at St Mary's Hospital following the birth of their son. A Hemel-Hempstead couple are demanding answers after being left stranded at London Luton Airport for five and a half hours. And an investigation's been launched into a fire which led to the closure of a section of the M25 near Potter's Bar last night. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. More problems from the Australian cricket selectors ahead of next week's third Ashes test against England. Fast bowler James Pattinson will miss the remainder of this summer's series after a scan showed he has a stress fracture in his lower back. Cricket Australia say there are no plans to bring in a replacement. The former England captain Michael Vaughan is confident that England will add to their 2-0 series lead. If they come out of the next three games with some kind of credit, if they can get a couple of them to be close like Trent Bridge, great. I've got a real fear that it might be very similar to Lords for the next three matches if we're not careful. And Barcelona have told Manchester United that Cesc Fabregas is not for sale after the Premier League champion submitted a second bid in a week for the midfielder. Meanwhile, the future of United striker Wayne Rooney continues to be in doubt after Chelsea placed an offer for his services last week. Wickham Wanderers have signed Stephen Craig, subject to international clearance on a one-year deal. The experienced Scotsman's been on trial at Adams Park. Stephen Idrim pre-season action at home to Leeds United tonight. The visitors have sold nearly all of their allocation of tickets. Also tonight, Luton continue their pre-season fixtures as they face Aston Villa at Kenilworth Road. The Hatters hope to make it three friendly wins in a row after recent victories against Hitchin and Maidenhead. Meanwhile, the Hatters' captain Steve McNulty is under no illusions as to what the target is for Luton next season. We all know what what the club and what the fans and you know us as players what we expect this season and you know that's that's no more than promotion if 
you don't set off the season, start off the season, wanting promotion, you know, you might as well not be here. And, you know, we've all been brought to the club to get Luton back into the Football League. And that's your latest news and sports. I'll be back with more at eight o'clock. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. <clears throat> more on the Royal Baby. Are you grumpy if you're not excited by the Royal Baby? I li- I th- listen, I think it's great news that uh, a young couple of millionaires have proved they can have successful intercourse. Baby's been uh, born healthy as far as we know, so is the mum. Brilliant. Now let's move on. But we won't be moving on. We'll be talking about it for the next month. Two months, 18 years. Are you a bit grumpy if you're not celebrating the birth of the royal baby? 08459 455 555. Now, this could be good news if uh, you know someone who's trying to buy a home. Several of the big mortgage lenders are being summoned to number 11, the home of the Chancellor George Osborne today. He wants to know how uh, how part two of the Help to Buy scheme will work. Part one was launched just four months ago and only affects new homes. Part two is starting in January of next year. will help those with existing homes. Well, Henry Pryor is a housing expert from Hertfordshire. Morning, Henry. Morning, to you, Ian. Henry, Morning, do, you, do you think this will be the right sort of help for would-be house buyers? What exactly are, are they planning? Well, Ian, let's just cast our mind back as to how phase one, well, what phase one was all about, which is effectively a uh, shared equity um, deal that the government, uh, on behalf of the taxpayer, kindly volunteered to those who wanted to buy new build houses up to the value of £600,000, which meant that the taxpayer would effectively share in the deposit that otherwise buyers traditionally had to put down, uh, which means that if the value of the house was to subsequently rise, the taxpayer would benefit and get a windfall, a share of that price rise. If it were to fall, that would tend to fall back on the taxpayer uh, with a potential liability across all the help-to-buy mortgages that were offered. Phase 2 starts in January. It, it rolls out, as you say, to second-hand homes, again to £600,000, but instead of it being shared equity, it's what's called a mortgage guarantee. The taxpayer, the government, stands behind um, the individual mortgage holder so that lenders who would otherwise be shy, it seems, of lending uh, 90, 95% mortgages will effectively lend 75%. That's good news for lenders because their gearing uh, and arrangement, financial arrangements can be different. It's good news for those who want to borrow because they don't have to raise such a big deposit. It's great news for those who own homes because the value of their home, as we've seen, is rising. Uh, but it's a very, very shabby way of dealing with a serious problem of ho- a housing crisis across our region and across the nation. And there are a lot of people, from the ex-governor of the Bank of England to the uh, Parliamentary uh, Treasury Select Committee uh, to the Building Societies Association, strangely, who think that this is an extremely bad idea. Why a bad idea, Henry? Because we're, um, what the Chancellor is doing, reasonably unashamedly, is interfering in an otherwise open market, putting a floor under prices, helping people to buy houses, which is a laudable aim, but he's doing it uh, at a time when other people would not lend to them. So if I want to buy a new Aston Martin from one of the dealers in Welling Garden City, can I get the taxpayer to help me with the money I would need in order to buy it? The answer is no. Now, it may be that, that that's boring and frustrating for an awful lot of people who like to buy their own home. Let's remember, we are a nation of aspirational homeowners. We've got a new aspirational homeowner who's going to hope that his home is his castle born last night. We banged on about it for the last 24 hours. But let's remember that, that otherwise what would happen is that house prices would fall back so that people could afford them. That's how an open market operates. And we have to remember that if we cast our minds back to 2007, 2008, it was mortgage indemnity guarantees in the United States repackaged and resold by financial spivs, as the Chancellor then called them, that got us into the financial crisis in the first place. 
I was, I was going to say, this all sounds very familiar, giving mortgages <laughs> to people who perhaps can't afford big mortgages. That's, that's what started this whole financial mess, isn't it, pretty a- much? Ab- absolutely. It is a massive case of deja vu, and it's, uh, I- I've warned about it um, uh, since the, the Chancellor stood up in, in, in his budget, in his spring budget. As I say, the governor, ex-governor of the Bank of England has, has cast doubt over... Uh, which in, in parliamentary speak is a serious slap on the wrist for George Osborne. The Treasury Select Committee has, uh, has slapped it down. It's very difficult to find anybody who actually supports it as a principle, other than those who understandably are going to benefit. So house builders, we've seen uh, results for publicly quoted house builders uh, rising. We know that house prices uh, in our region even are uh, on an upwards trend. So although they were already unaffordable for many, uh, they're now becoming even more unaffordable. The good news for the Chancellor is that, in a, as I say, a rather shameless exercise, potentially, he is effectively going to go to the ballot box in, in 2015 and say to people, listen, your house is now worth more than it was. Can I count on your vote? And it's a sham, and I'm afraid it's something that we should put a big question mark over. Uh, it is expensive buying a house. When I bought my first uh, flat, which was probably about 13, 14 years ago, I was doing all right. It was in London. I was doing all right. I was earning TV money. I still had to borrow a few grand off my mum to make the deposit. But I, I remember my mortgage guy was saying, look, if you, if you can just spend a few more thousand pounds, it'll be... I said, I can't. This is, this is my limit. And I, I worked it out within my limits. Are, are people stretching themselves too far, Henry? They are stretching themselves too far, and Help to Buy is an initiative which the government, when the Chancellor announced it at the budget, said would exist for a period of three years with the option for it to be extended. But at some future date, like a game of musical chairs, the music will stop and this initiative, this scheme, will be withdrawn, at which point the next generation of house buyers are not going to have this assistance. They're not therefore going to be able to, or they're going to be very unlikely to be able to afford to pay the money that is going to be needed by people who paid inflated prices in 2013 and 2014 and 2015. And all we've done is kick the housing crisis further down the road to be picked up by subsequent generations. It's, it, it really is a bad idea at a time when we all know we do need a solution to a desperate crisis for people. Housing is a, is a high priority. It's definitely going to be part of the big debate for the next election, but I'm afraid this isn't the way to solve it. Should we go the way of the Continentals and the States and uh, take our, make sh- uh, renting more of a priority than homeowning? Well, it's fascinating, Ian. We saw in the government's uh, annual uh, housing survey, English housing survey, this, this, this is, uh, which was published just last week, that actually the proportion of people who rent property has shot up uh, uh, over the last uh, 12 to 24 months, and we've now got a split of almost a third, a third, a third. In those last two thirds, we've got about 4 million people who rent in the private rented sector, and 4.5 million who rent social housing from housing associations and local authorities. So we are at last seeing that, first of all, the new generation, the latest generation, actually regards renting as being cool. They don't see it as, as having something of a stigma, which when you and I, back in memory lane, when we bought properties 18 years ago, probably felt it was. These mm. days, renting is a viable option. We, we desperately need a greater supply of rented property. But at the end of the day, house builders are running commercial operations. They are answerable to shareholders. They are looking to make money, not to solve the nation's housing crisis. What they want are sustainable and preferably high house prices, and the electorate appears to be being delivered that by the coalition government in a he- ahead of the 2015 government uh, general election. Henry, thank you very much. Henry Pryor, housing expert from Hertfordshire. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
So, facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Are you grumpy if you're not celebrating the birth of the baby? Uh, Simon Easton says, and we say the North Koreans are a nation of mind-controlled zombies. Do we? Kevin, have they had the baby? I didn't realise. It's not like it's in the news at all. Anne-Marie, I just don't see how this is any more relevant to me than any of the other births that occurred yesterday, or any other day for that matter. In fact, I'm 22 and I don't know anyone of my age that cares at all. Maybe it's a generational thing. Uh, Martin says, well, I for one, I'm delighted about the royal baby and I'm really pleased for William and Kate. Now, now we move on to the exciting choice of a name. Although I agree that because he's a boy, it might be inappropriate for his first name to be Diana, I hope they make it a middle name. Anything less will be an insult to her memory. Um, and uh, Tricia says, wonderful news. Good luck to them all. Dennis is in Dunstable. Dennis? Good morning. Good yes. morning, Dennis. Are you like me? You think, yes, it's nice they've had a baby, but let's all move on now, please. Put it this way. I woke up nice and happy this morning, and as soon as I heard you ranting on, I, met, I went back to my normal grumpy self. Oh, then I've, then I've done something. I've achieved something. Yes, you have. You've made me miserable. Well, that's, that's good news. It isn't. What? It should be a happy day. Look, it's a new child in the world. All right. Maybe you don't like royalty and all the rest of it, but be happy for the child, be happy for the mother, and stop being so damn grumpy. Well, no, well, hang on a second, listen. I-, I am happy for the child, I'm happy for the mother, but yes. there were probably hundreds, if not thousands of babies born yes. in the yes. world yesterday. Yes. Why should we be celebrating this one? It's just another rich boy. Yes, perhaps it is, but then it's like a lot of things. Different people are interested in different things. There was a chap complaining about it ruining his programme. Well, watching golf and football and tennis is ruining my programmes. You know, we have different things. We play, we Mark enjoy. says on Facebook, I was happy until I just discovered that Jeremy Kyle has been cancelled for a special programme. That is an infringement on Mark's right to watch Jeremy Kyle, isn't it? Yes, we well, can watch him any other time. You know, it's just one of those Justin things. Dealey is convinced, wrongly, I hasten to add... Well, you see, th- this morning, all this news you've gone on, but twice they've, re- they've said that there was been uh, lightning strikes in the Midlands. Nobody's, nobody's done anything about that. That's exciting. Sorry? Being struck by lightning. What on earth are you talking about now, Dennis? I'm just saying, you, you, different people have got different ideas about what they're getting excited about. I've got no idea why you're talking about thunderbolts and lightning. Justin Dealey seems to think it will bring more <sighs> tourism to this, cu- uh, this okay, country. Well, How on earth? Already they were talking youngsters last night, think that come from America especially to see the baby. Who's coming from America to see the young lady on last night, she said she'd come on holiday from America especially to see the baby. But she won't see the baby. No, she won't, but she's seen the excitement that's going on. But there is... The, the excitement is false. It's falsely generated. <laughs> well, perhaps it is. But what, 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 what else would you like to see that makes people excited? Do you know what? The Independent... Uh, not my favourite newspaper, but today it's the only one where the full front page isn't about the royal baby. It's about the slightly more interesting story of Cameron retreats in war on internet porn. Yes, I know, but that's different people with different ideas. You know, we're all different for the same The front page of the mail. Oh thing. boy, he's a grandpa. Daily Express, it's a boy. The Sun, the Sun. Daily Telegraph, it's a boy. The Guardian, a birth, a boy, a prince, a king. The Times, welcome to the world. Oh, for goodness sakes. What happened when your children were born? Did you spread it, was it not around a, the family? It was not on the front... I, I spread it around the family, not that's around right, millions yeah. and millions of strangers. Well, that's right. I, sp- I suppose if you spoke to a lot of people, they'd been happy for you as well. I mean, I've got four great-grandsons, and I, I was thrilled every time they... But that's because they're your, your flesh and blood. Yes, I know, and I spread it around to various people. To, that, that I was happy. I was happy. Well, oh, come on, come on. Start laughing, for God's sake. Goodbye, Dennis. Goodbye.
sounds like noise. Here's the treble. BBC Three Counties Radio. I've no idea what that noise was, but it was a bit disconcerting, wasn't it? I think what Dennis was referring to was the fact that we've got train problems because of lightning strikes. There's one up at Manchester and one in Birmingham, and it's causing big delays for Virgin train services this morning. It's affected their signals. Looking at the problems in Manchester first, it's causing delays of up to an hour and cancellations on services running to and from Manchester, including ones to and from Euston. And then the problems in Birmingham, it's electrical supply problems there, meaning half-hour delays. All of this essentially means you've got a lot of late-running trains coming through Milton Keynes this morning, whether you're going north or south. Chilton have got their broken-down train out of the way, though, so things are running fine for them once again. On the road side of things, a lot of surface water in Buntingford. We had a call about the A507 in particular, the A1 looking slow at the Black Cat roundabout, busy from Hitchin to Stevenage and slow into London coming to Mill Hill Circus. M1 is slow from Junction 13 at Bedford to 10 at Luton Airport with 35 minutes on average to get through the delays there. A5 slow past Lynch Hill. The M40 northbound is looking busy at the M25. And then on the M25, clockwise delays coming into the roadworks. Anti-clockwise slow from the M1 to Kings Langley and Chorleywood to the M40. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Adam, thank you very much. Right, 7.48. It's Tuesday the 23rd of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have spent the night in hospital in central London following the birth of their son. A Hemel Hempstead couple are demanding answers after being left stranded at London Luton Airport for five and a half hours. In sport, the Ashes agony continues for Australia as bowler James Pattinson's been ruled out of the rest of this summer's series against England. Coming up, we'll talk about a traveller site in Bedford. A group of councillors are putting a planning application for one in the town. Will you be excited to see it? 08459 555555. Before that, here's the weather with Kate Kinsella. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, it's going to be a rather lively 24 hours of weather. We've already seen the first wave of very heavy thunderstorms move across um, pretty much all of the three counties here and there. Uh, we're getting them popping up. It's going to be unlikely you're going to miss all of them unless you kind of travel outside of these areas, but it's uh, you're unlikely to uh, miss them. Yes, these thunderstorms will continue through the day and through the night as well. The Met Office do have a yellow weather warning in place for heavy rain. The rain, of course, the downpours falling on dry, hard ground, so it's not being soaked up quite as quickly as it could be. So that could lead to localised flooding, so particularly dangerous on uh, roads, motorways, where there is a danger of aquaplaning. Now, you'd think perhaps that maybe once these thunderstorms roll through, it will feel a bit fresher. Unfortunately not. We're hanging on to the humid feeling. Maximum temperature today, we could be seeing up to around 27, 28 Celsius. Overnight, down to 17 outside of towns and cities tomorrow a similar day eventually becoming dry though with a maximum of 26 celsius that's your forecast every weekday from 12 nick coffer brings you great guests julian clary welcome to bbc three counties radio legendary genesis guitarist steve hackett super tramp frontman roger hodgson carol decker of Tapau fame joins me now great conversations china in your hand is about the fragility of your dreams and that you should be careful what you wish for something very addictive about making people laugh is standing on stage and every few seconds getting that hit of a, of a laugh Nick Coffer. Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm surprised that Nick had Carol Decker on and didn't ask her what China in Your Hands was all about. He missed a trick there. He really missed a trick. 
Now, a group of councillors in Bedford have put a planning application in for a traveller site because they say the council isn't doing enough to provide pitches. The group of mainly rural Conservative politicians have put an application in for an urban area of the town. Councillors there are furious with the move and say the Tories are bringing the council into disrepute. Well, John Gambold is a Conservative councillor and part of this group. Morning, John. What's the idea? Ian, good morning. Uh, it's a lovely day, isn't it? <laughs> um, What's the, the idea, John? The, the application we've put in is recycled Fairhill. Now, the Borough Council put that forward at the beginning of this year themselves. Um, that planning application that they put in was rejected, and it was rejected on some very simple and technical grounds. So we thought the simplest way to solve the problem, because remember, Bedford Borough Council does have to provide pitches for travellers. The simplest way to solve that problem was to put that application back in, having solved the, the small technical problems in it. So who's paying for this? We are. Because the Borough Council is at the moment doing nothing to provide gypsy and traveller pitches. When you say we, who do you mean we? It's coming out of my back pocket and that of my, my fellows. And how much is it costing you? Uh, we're not sure yet, because the, that, the, the Borough Council have a different way of pricing planning applications. What do your residents feel about you putting in an application on, on their doorstep? Uh, I think they understand that the Borough Council has to provide sites for gypsy and tra- the gypsy and traveller population. Fairhill is not the best site in the world, I would full well accept, but we have to find somewhere, and at the moment the Borough Council is sat on his hands doing nothing. Councillor Royden, who I think you've got on next, uh, recently said, uh, we've run out of options. Well, look, you're right, we have got Charles Royden here, Deputy Mayor of Bedford, and a Lib Dem. Charles, what on earth is going on? Well, first of all, I never said that we run out of options. We have a policy in place which is extremely good, and we're working very fast to deliver it. After years of inaction, the Mayor has produced a planning policy. We've got all of the planning permissions that we need in place to take us through to 2021. We've, we've, we've been the fastest council in the country to, to already deliver six pitches at Kempston Hardwick. We've already built a new stopping off place at Meadow Lane. So everything that John said is absolutely and utterly wrong. What we have here is Conservative councillors with more money than sense who are willing to spend thousands of pounds riding roughshod over the democratic process seeking to impose gypsy and traveller sites across Bedford, not just at the Sainsbury sites. I've also suggested two in my own ward, one at Manton Lane and one at Hawk Drive. They're suggesting them at Bell Farm in Kempston and St. Bede's in Bromham and, and Elstow Road. So this is really upsetting for, for, for residents. Your listeners are going to be rightly concerned by an aggressive action by, by these Conservative councillors who are willing to throw money... You could. you say you're, you're, you're speeding this long. You've had the permission since December, haven't you? We've had the permission um, since December, and we've been developing that site. And we've already, we've, and just listen to this, we've already delivered six pitches at Kempston Hardwick. That's the fastest delivery in the country. And we've got the planning permission in place to deliver all of the sites by 2021. Now, your residents will be really concerned, your listeners will be really concerned to hear that the Tory councillors are willing to fund sites across the borough, presumably anywhere but, but near their own homes. John? I, I was interested in that because a couple of those places that Charles mentioned are actually quite near him. The point is that, that uh, yes, he's quite right, Meadow Lane does have planning permission for 14 sites which would solve our problems, but uh, we simply, Charles and his friends simply haven't put that out to tender. It's not being built at the moment, and if it's not built, there, there will remain a problem of deliverability. Uh, Fairhill, which his administration put forward, 
and then found unfortunately got rejected is is the next best site after Meadow Lane and unless we actually develop these sites, we will continue to have problems, because we have a statutory obligation to deliver John, is this, not. John, is this just a ruse to get the council to pull their finger out and, and get a move on? On Meadow Lane? I couldn't possibly comment, as they say. So, yes. In, in, what, we, what we have isn't a ruse. What we have here is wealthy councillors spending a lot of money, as I say, more money than cents, trying to ride roughshod over a democratic process because Fairhills was thrown out. Residents will remember what it was like when we had a gypsy and traveller site at uh, a cutthroat lane. And quite rightly, they turned out and they made their case in a democratic way and it was kicked out by the planning, ca- by the planning committee. Now, having had the planning committee made its decision, these councillors are unwilling to abide by the democratic process and they're now throwing their own money at trying to overturn that. And we can rightly be upset, I think, as residents, that such uh, a disregard is being paid by elected representatives of this planning process. But, John, uh, uh, Charles, sorry, doesn't John have a point? The longer it takes to build, the more risk there is in applications for rural areas being pushed through by default. Well, I would remind, I would remind, John, that after years of inaction, when the Conservatives were on the um, uh, executive of the Borough Council, nothing was done. And now, we, all of a sudden now, the Mayor has brought in a policy delivered pitches, has the planning permission in place until 2021. We're putting temporary stopping off measures uh, in place so that people can go to a site and stop off. And we're also putting in preventative measures across the borough. You see, what John is doing is, he's riding roughshod over the democratic process. And this is sending all the wrong messages out to gypsies and travellers. And over the summer, we've had unlawful parking all over Bedford. We spent thousands of pounds clearing up after unlawful encampments, places like the Park and Ride and Addison Park. And this is sending all the wrong messages out. It's, uh, it's showing that the democratic process isn't, isn't important and instead you can just throw money at, at the problems and ride roughshod over law and order. John, and I think this is an absolute disgrace. Let's let John respond to that. John is quite right there. He, we, the Bedford Borough Council have wasted tens of thousands of pounds chasing gypsies around Bedford Borough that, that, that landed in places where they didn't want them rather than spend that money properly developing accommodation. We, we've they, over fifty thousand pounds were spent on looking at Meadow Lane and conducting studies on bats, birds, and drainage. Similarly, at Fairhill, you know, why don't we just actually develop one of these sites? But rather, the point is, John. The point is, the point is, John, that for years nothing has been done, and now it Under is your being administration, done. Now, my the, now these pitches are being delivered. We are the fastest in the country. We've already delivered six pitches at Kempston Hardwick. When you were on the executive, you did absolutely nothing. Now you're saying that we should be doing something, and we already have, and we My already are, and the planning the inspector has endorsed our approach. Charles, that is fantastic. Charles, let John respond to that, John. My friend, I've never been on the executive. You have for some some number of years now, during which time you have not developed Meadow Lane. The, conservative, the Conservatives on the executive did nothing for decades. And the, now we have a policy which is in place and which is delivering pitches. Yeah, and we have our planning permission in place until 2021. <laughs> we will continue to develop these pitches. We'll continue to bring them forward. But okay. it'll be done in a democratic way, not by throwing money at it. Gentlemen, we, we have to end it there. I've got to say that one of you, uh, you have a clock that's two and a half minutes uh, early. But I heard it chiming in the background. But thank you. The last voice you heard there, Charles Royden, Deputy Mayor of Bedford, uh, Lib Dem. And uh, the other gentleman was John Gambold, a Conservative councillor. 08459 455 555. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Surface water causing a bit of spray on the A507 this morning, particularly in Buntingford. That's where we've had reports of problems. There may well be some surface water causing issues elsewhere. If you get caught up anywhere, do give us a call 08459455555. Certainly queues this morning in the usual spot on the A1 coming down to the Black Cat roundabout. Busy on the A1M from Hitchin towards Stevenage and slow into London as you come on the A1 through Stirling Corner and toward Mill Hill Circus. The M1 is busy from Junction 13 at Bedford toward 10 at Luton, taking around 35 minutes to get through. Slow on the A5 in Markgate near Lynch Hill. M40 looking a little busy mainly around the M25 junction. Clockwise, the M25 has a delay from the A1M through to South Mims going into the roadworks. Anti-clockwise slow from the M1 to Kings Langley and Watford to the M40. Big disruption for Virgin Trains this morning. They've had lightning strike at Manchester Piccadilly causing signalling problems and they've had a lightning strike in Birmingham causing electrical supply problems. Both of those mean delays. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Adam. You're Mr. Grumpy or Mrs. Grumpy Boots if you're not celebrating the birth of the royal baby. Justin Dealey thinks so, but then again, what does he know? On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock. I'm Catherine Boyle. The headlines. Bells of Westminster welcome baby prince. Couple demand answers after airport mix-up and Stevenage man arrested amid child tattoo claims. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have spent the night in hospital in London after the birth of their son. The Bells of Westminster Abbey will peel for three hours this afternoon in accordance with royal tradition, but the elation is slightly more muted this morning on the streets of Luton. I know she's a princess and she's had a baby, but I don't care really. I think it's good for the country, I think it's good for Will and Kate, they're normal people, you know, and uh, good luck to them. No, I'm not really bothered, mate. No, it doesn't interest me. I care more about how I'm going to eat. She knows how she's going to eat. I don't. I wouldn't say I was excited. I'm happy for them, you know, as new parents. You know, what about normal people? My daughter's had a baby. There was no big, oh, Jim, Jim's family is having a baby and... Guess again, Jim. Congratulations. The Chancellor, George Osborne, will meet lenders and house builders this morning to discuss plans to make billions of pounds worth of mortgages available to people who can't afford large deposits. The scheme's an extension of the Help to Buy initiative, as our personal finance correspondent Simon Gompertz reports. From January, Help to Buy will be extended to provide a taxpayer-funded loan guarantee to first-time buyers and people moving who would otherwise face high mortgage costs because they can't afford big deposits, though they will need to put down at least 5%. The biggest lenders, including Lloyd's, RBS, Barclays and Nationwide, are being called into number 11 to be told to get ready for the launch of the initiative. With them will be representatives of the main house-building firms, many of whom say that a boost to the housing market will have the knock-on effect of spurring them on to build more homes. A Hemel Hempstead couple are demanding answers after being left stranded at London Luton Airport for five and a half hours. Wheelchair users Margaret and Bartholomew Moriarty were put onto a Ryanair flight to Tenerife when they were supposed to be going to Dublin. By the time they were taken off the plane, the gate had closed. A 24-year-old Stevenage man's been arrested following reports that underage children may have been given tattoos. Police are appealing for information about the procedures, which are thought to have taken place in the Broadwater area over the last few months. A group of opposition councillors in Bedford are applying for a piece of land to become a traveller's site despite it being rejected just a couple of months ago. The move, which critics have called unprecedented, is designed to push the council into beginning work on a site already agreed in the borough. John Gambold is the Conservative councillor for Bromham and Biddemham and he's confident that residents will see the bigger picture. I think 
think they understand that the Borough Council has to provide sites for gypsy and tra- the gypsy and traveller population. Fairhill is not the best site in the world, I would full well accept, but we have to find somewhere. And at the moment, the Borough Council is sat on its hands doing nothing. The council's Lib Dem leaders are accusing the Tories of riding roughshod over democracy. In sport, the Ashes' agony continues for Australia. Their bowler, James Pattinson, has been ruled out of the Ashes with a stress fracture. The weather today, very warm and humid, with thunderstorms and a high of 27 degrees Celsius. That's 81 Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. BBC Three Counties Radio. A little bit of thunder and lightning. Very, very exciting. Sometimes frightening. Ooh, Chris Lightning. Uh, 08459-455-555 is the telephone number. Lots to talk about. Some of it about babies. The Duchess of Cambridge has had a baby. It's on the front page of all the papers. But with scenes of celebration all around the world, I want to know today, are you a grumpy so-and-so if you're not celebrating? We'll have more on the story of an elderly uh, Hemel Hempstead couple who were put on the wrong flight at Luton Airport. And a group of councillors in Bedford have put a planning application in for a traveller site because they say the council isn't doing enough to provide pictures. Well, do you think it's time for more traveller sites in beds, hearts and bucks? Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Oh, very busy on the phones this morning. We've got a few lines free. Now is an excellent time to call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. President Obama has congratulated the Duke and Duchess on what he called a joyous occasion. Good for him. The Australian Prime Minister, sexist Kevin Rudd, said it was a happy day for the country's close friends in Britain and the Commonwealth. Well, the birth is making the front pages all over the world. France's Liberation newspaper has Un garçon chez la In Germany, basically it's foreign newspapers telling stories about the baby. I'm not going to do the accents. It could be deemed a little bit offensive. It sounds, though, that they're more excited than many people over here. Today I'm asking, are you a grumpy so-and-so if you're not excited about the royal baby? Earlier on, uh, Justin Dealey spouted a load of old nonsense claptrap when we had a bit of a Barney. I'm hoping he's calmed down and will show me a bit of respect this morning. Justin. Lisa, let me just say this to you right now, okay? You're a great broadcaster, probably the best I've worked with, but this morning... What planet are you living on? You are seriously winding me up. You've come in today. We're talking here about the birth of our future king, and you're moaning, you're being negative. I am that close, and you're pushing me this morning. I am that close to asking for a transfer to our drive time programme with Roberto. You wouldn't get that there, I can assure you. You, you finished almost handing in your notice? Almost. Be- because, listen, you all morning, you said, oh, oh, don't worry, Lisa, I'll find I'll find some people that are bang up for this, baby. They will be bang up for it. They'll be mad for it. Oh, I You've Who's ha- that an impression of? It's an impression of you, you oh, cockney right, okay. barrow boy. You've yeah. hardly Muppet. found anybody. I'll give you one. Um, who's this silly sausage on Facebook? Oh, Joy Stewart. Joy Stewart. Oh, Joy. So her views don't count now. Her what, view- your audience? Uh, well, silly Joy- sausage. Joy's view does not count because it's nonsense, but I'll read it out. Well, well, I 
should have known Ian Lee would put a dampener on the royal birth. <laughs> Sometimes you make me sick, you ignorant person. Do you know what I she's so right? I only hope your children grow up to be proud of you. They'll be prouder of me than they are of you, Joy, because I can use punctuation. I know when to put full stops oh, and commas into a sentence. Dearie, dearie me, Joy, you're absolutely spot on. You said to me earlier, go and find people who are positive about this. Yep. Now, genuine responses coming in here. I've been asking people this morning, are they excited about the birth of our future king? And this is what people had to say. I'm very excited about the birth of the royal baby, but they need to leave the couple alone now. And a lot of our listeners, not only on the streets here, but also phoning in, have been very, very negative about this and moaning. Are those people just grumpy? I think so. They need to grow up. Madam, how excited are you about the birth of our future king? Well, it's nice. It's nice for them. It's nice for the country, really. So, we now know about the birth of the royal baby. You must be an excitable man. You must be jumping for joy today. You must be joking. You're just joking. I'm not. I'm being serious. The money we pay out on them. Let me put this question to you, then. Okay, if you're not excited, and a number of people will be excited today, are you just grumpy? No, I just don't bother with royalty. Um, it's just another baby. It's very nice. I'm very pleased that it's, it's arrived safely, but I'm sure if you went around every other maternity hospital in the country, you'd find parents and grandparents just as thrilled. You would do, but then again, you wouldn't find the future king of this country in that maternity unit, would you? No, but then it's just a, another baby. You know, just it's just going to grow up and go through all the traumas, whatever, that all babies grow through, you know, so... I'm going to ask you one final question. I think I can ask this. I, th- I think we're kind of friends, aren't we? Um, are you just grumpy? No, not at all. No, I say I'm very pleased for them, but it's just another baby. Well, madam, you're on the way to school with your grandchild this morning. Are you excited about the birth of our future king? Yes, I am. And what do you think about those people who are, are being miserable this morning? Oh, for goodness sake. You know, brighten up. You know, because it's an exciting time for them, you know. Exciting time for everywhere you know the country as a whole so yes it is nice you know i hate these miserable people who go around moaning about everything for a very well edited piece justin great great work there for picking and choosing who you put in it was still 50 percent who weren't excited by it well do you know what yesterday morning a lot of people that i spoke to the majority were very very negative yeah. today now we know about the birth we know it's a, a safe birth as well most people are being positive to be fair ian and to be absolutely fair i have got a lot more views of people saying that they think it is going to be fantastic but i didn't use those <laughs> i didn't want to embarrass you okay <laughs> Oh, so you've got all the... You've recorded all these clips on your tape recorder yeah. of people saying, oh, yeah, really up for the baby, Justin. Great one. Mm. And you decided not to use it. Well, if you look in our manual, it says uh, two minutes max. Yep. So I couldn't fit any more in. Yeah, that's right, And I Justin. thought it would be vastly unfair tell to, to me, edit those to my benefit. Get off your high horse mm. and tell me why this baby is great for this country. Because this morning, a number of people are waking up and they are smiling. Why is it okay. good for the country? Why is it good for the country? Because it's going to bring billions upon billions of pounds. to this country. You've got those figures from... Okay, you tell me. If I went to ABC News in America, if I worked for the tourism board and I said, right, what I want to do, I want to put a 10-minute or maybe a 30-minute advert, and the coverage has been quite extensive, on your news channel showing you some of the sights of London. That would cost thousands upon thousands of pounds. This is free publicity for this country. People looking at at that will want to come here. Why can't you see that? Where have you got the figure? And I'm... I am genuinely getting annoyed, right? Where have you got the figure that this will earn us billions and billions of pounds? From out of your backside, Dealey, that's where you've got that figure. 
how can you sit there this morning and say that when the whole world is talking about this country and some of the great things that happen in this country, why are you saying that is not good news? People will see that and they will want to come here. Justin Daly, thanks very much. Thanks. Well, join now. I'm really getting on my nerves today, properly. William Hansen is a royal commentator. Morning, William. Good morning, Ian. I'm ashamed of you. Sorry? I'm ashamed to hear some of the things that have been coming out of your mouth more than usual. What, what, why? What have I said that's not just common sense? Well, what, what do you mean, what have you said? You haven't said anything that's common sense. You've been saying all sorts... You've been displaying overtly Republican tendencies this morning. No, no, listen. The thing is, I'm, I'm so glad the baby is healthy. I'm glad, as far as we know, I'm glad that she's healthy. And I do have... I'm not a Republican at all. Beyond logic, I have a very soft spot for the royal family. I like the Queen a lot. I like Prince Charles. I like William. I like them. I think it's great that we have them. But the news of the royal birth has not got me excited one jot, William. In fact, I'm already bored of it. Well, that's your opinion, but I think you're in a very, very, very small minority. This is, the, this is our future monarch. This is the monarch that a lot of the country at the moment, certainly the younger generation, will die under. This is the monarch that is going to see us through. We have got three, mon- three future monarchs now living, and that has not happened for quite some time. This is a, a momentous part of history, and to be able to experience it, and to, we can all think, well, what were we doing at the time that the royal baby was, was born and then, of course, announced, is, is heartwarming. And what is really lovely, and was bringing a tear to my eye yesterday when oh. I was thinking about it, is that Her Majesty the Queen can look at the succession line and think, yes, I did that, and we have, okay, we don't know even what the baby is called yet, but she can be proud of each of the uh, the future monarchs that are going to succeed her, and I think that's that is part of her legacy. This is the kind of nonsense that gets spouted. Okay, when I'm just trying to find it on uh, uh, on Facebook, someone has put um, oh, where's it gone? But someone's put oh, uh, Princess Diana would be such a proud grandmother. Well, what's that got to do with anything? Well, I mean, yes, I mean, that is... That's nonsense, is it? Of course she would. Should, if she hadn't have died 20-odd years ago, then yes, of course she would be a proud grandmother. Of course she would. Yes. Prince Charles must be so proud. Well, of course he's proud. Yes, and I... I OK, yes, people are, are, are coming up with, you know, that are overrating the pudding. My least favourite thing is people on Twitter who have about two followers who are announcing the royal birth as if their two followers are going to hear it straight from them and not from the BBC or any reliable news source. I... I I, I'm with you on that part, but for you to be a bit downtrodden about the whole thing is just absurd. I mean, you are, you're not going the right way for that knighthood. It's never going to be Sir Ian Lee, is it? The knighthood, I think I got rid of that quite a long time ago. It, it brings out the worst in people. Steve has posted on Facebook. Justin Dealey Ian, saying Ian Lee, probably the best presenter you've ever worked with, probably the most overpaid you've ever worked with. See, <laughs> it, it brings out aggression and rudeness, William, when we should all be getting along. Yes, it's bringing out aggression and rudeness from you. Yeah, but yeah, well, it, I'm sensing aggression and rudeness from you. Well, but I'm only getting aggressive and rude because you're getting aggressive and rude. You, you started it. <laughs> you tease. William, what will you be doing to celebrate the birth of the royal baby? Well, last night I had a glass of celebratory sherry. I did, I, I had, well, in fact, I'll be honest, I had two. Oh, um, cheeky. But they were only very small glasses, yes. so it was fine. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and I, it, was a, it was a proud moment. Any ideas on what the name's going to be? Well, I think uh, it'll probably be George or maybe a James, although that's got Scottish implications, um, or um, perhaps Edward. They wouldn't uh, go with Edward. They've had bad luck with that name in the past, haven't they? 
It, well, yes. I mean, they could name it Ian after you, but I think that's unlikely. Well, uh, uh, are you being a little bit hoity-toity just because you've got the same name as, as Prince William? No. No, no, no. I'm just saying Ian, but, you know, it won't be Ian following your little uh, tirade that we've just had in Diatribe. William, you're, you're banned from this show for the next four weeks. Oh, well, I'll try and get over it. Thank you very much indeed. I have the power to do that. He, he, won't, he won't be on for the next four weeks. William Hanson there, Royal Commentator. Well, what do you think? I'm genuinely angry with Justin Dealey. Can we, um, can we book the meeting room for after the show? Because I, I genuinely need to chat to that gentleman about his on-air on behaviour. Uh, 08459 Are you a little bit grumpy if you're not celebrating the birth of the royal family? So far, I would say, using a non-scientific totting-up method, about, what, 70-30 on my side? About 70%, I would say, of the people we've had on this show in the Vox Pops and the phone calls erring on my side. C- can you change that balance in the last 45 minutes of the show? 08459 555. 8.15. Let's get the travel now. Here's Adam. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Cheers, Ian. The A507 in Buntingford still looking pretty uh, spray this morning, for want of a better word. There's a lot of spray being kicked up by surface water. We've had reports of problems around there near Warren Lane on the way toward Baldock. It's a lot of surface water about after the heavy rain overnight, so if it's causing problems anywhere in particular, do give us a call 08459 455 555. Delays on the A1, usual spot, the Black Cat roundabout. Barford Bypass looking quite slow as well. Along the A1M from Letchworth to Stevenage, it's looking quite busy. And delays into London through Boreham Wood past Stirling Corner. The M1 is looking much slower than the average morning. From Milton Keynes down to Luton Junction 14 to 10, it looks like there's a half-hour delay, maybe a little bit longer through there. Anti-clockwise M25, not too bad. From the M1 to Kings Langley, busy. And then from Watford to the M40 is slow as well. That'll probably end up joining up as one queue soon. And clockwise into the roadworks, looking busy as well. On the trains, problems for Virgin. They've had a lightning strike up at Manchester causing a signalling problem and one in Birmingham which has caused electrical supply problems. Both of these mean delays to their services running across the country, some up to an hour and a fair few cancellations as well. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Adam. 8.16, it's uh, Tuesday the 23rd of July, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The bells of Westminster Abbey will peal for three hours this afternoon to mark the birth of the new prince. A Hemel Hempstead couple are demanding answers after being left stranded at London Luton Airport for more than six hours. In sport, the, Aust- uh, the Ashes agony continues as uh, for Australia, excuse me, as bowler James Pattinson's been ruled out with a stress fracture. Coming up, so, you're travelling with some elderly members of your family on an aeroplane. You get to your destination, you get off, they're not there. What do you do? 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Roberto Peroni, debating the local issues. Bill Rowe is uh, a guardian angel. He needs volunteers for his Luton chapter. This is not being a policeman. You can't do a policeman's job. It is giving safe passage to more vulnerable people. Roberto Peroni. A red kite has been rescued from a tree in Hertfordshire. There was a lost parrot in the three counties and I was ready to mobilise our best people. Forget snakes on a plane. This is snakes in Hertfordshire. Potentially 27 of them. Roberto Peroni. I love 
the animal stories. I do the animal stories. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. And the microphones are on, so let's stop yeah, saying stop anything that could be perceived that. as libelous. Yes. <laughs> could be perceived as libelous. Uh, yeah, definitely libelous. Tim Wheeler is Good morning. in the house. I'm in the house. Yep. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Um, how's things? Tired, really tired. Bad, bad night's night. sleep. Really bad. Mm. The kids were playing up. They would not... Uh, uh, they're normally they're asleep about seven o'clock. Quarter to eight, I had two young boys running around naked going... I was thinking, no, please, go to sleep. Go to Had sleep. someone broken into the house? No, it was just them, they were excited. Oh, just, the, just the weather, the thunder, was it ah! the royal baby? Were they excited about the royal baby? Maybe it was the royal baby, mm. they were excited. We went... <laughs> Reminded me of something. What's that? We went. I took them. There's a place in Bracknell called the Lookout Centre where we go because it's quite cheap, and it's it's in the woods and it's got a big park you can run around in. It's yeah. got a tiny science museum and the boys love that. And but there's a water fountain and by the water fountain, there was a statue. I guess of like, um, like a display of like old um ca- like cavemen kind of thing so they're living in a tent so you've were- remembered it so well <laughs> i'm realizing this is so it's cavemen, cavemen in a tent set around a fire a painting with, with furry uh, vests on yeah yep and furry there's, there's a man and a woman okay yeah. with furry with lots of fur on furry them. tabards man's got a beard and dreadlocks i don't think cavemen had dreads anyway well, i think they probably did because really? if i think if you just don't wash your hair for a prolonged period of time it will naturally dread really so my boy is there three and a half and he went is that prince william <laughs> kids say the funniest things no they don't comedians do yeah, exactly that's what they're paid for and i said i i thought you know yes that is prince you william. told him it was prince yeah, william why not why, why not mess up with his head for a little bit i don't think there's any problem by the time he would have forgotten it by today but does the kids forget things that quickly i don't know no the, your dad no the boy they've got amazing memories really? he will remember stuff he did when he was like eight months old that's really strange, isn't it's it? It's mental. My dad's been writing his autobiography, Sorry. and my dad's been writing his autobiography. Is he? A, is he a pop star? My dad's been writing his autobiography. No. Is he an actor? No. Is he a politician? No. Why would anyone want to read it? <sighs> I want to read it, and I think that's important. It'll be nice for me to read about what my dad. But he remembers things when he was two. He remembers he was born in a in a in a bomb shelter, I think, or in a, in an Anderson shelter during it was 1943. He doesn't remember that, does he? He he thinks he does. He, he thinks, thinks he, he no. He, he thinks he remembers thinks being he born. Does. He thinks he remembers being born. He can remember being two years old. Things he did. You're not it's born. Really you're not born at two. The, my first memory is being three, and peering around the coffee table, uh, and looking at my mum and thinking, I am three. That's my first memory. Isn't that strange? Here's something. Sorry, we'll do the show. We, no, we got a, we'll yeah, we've got a thing to do. I never get to talk to you. No. And I like you more than the other guy. No, you don't. I do, actually. No, you don't. Oh, you didn't respond to my phone call yesterday. Uh, I'm going to write a letter, slightly playing up my BBC connections, to the people that live in my old house that I moved out of when I was 11, saying, come here, my sister, come and have a look around, please. I think that they, if they, if, you know, if I got a letter from Ian Lee and then I quickly went online to check who he was, <laughs> I, I would be so excited if you were coming around. Oh my God, he's, a, he's, a, he's a proper personality. He's a big he's star. He's on the box, he's on the radio. Yeah. I'm going to write them a letter. They're going to love that. I'm, yeah, I'm going to say, look, you know, turn 40, my dad died recently. Can me and my sister come round and have a look at our bedrooms, please? I think you should do that. I'm I think it's a really nice thing to do. Um, but listen, there, there's more to talk about this morning. Uh, about trying, I, you know, Speaking of... Uh, trying to go. No, I know. I want to talk about what I'm going to be doing at nine o'clock. Okay, it sounds like I'm, I'm happy to chat for you, chat to you until nine o'clock. But you, you seem well, keen lovely. to. No, I don't. I don't want to go. You've got, I know you've got lots of important things no, to talk about on the show. I can drop it. JVS did text me this morning saying, "Oh, God, tricky one today. Hey, Royal Baby, tricky one." Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, go back to sleep. You are doing the Royal Baby. What have you got? Yeah, no, I, I don't think it is tricky at all because, uh, listen, if I'm quite honest, yes, 
I'm probably at heart a bit of a Republican, right? To be honest, the whole idea of a baby being born um, arbitrarily to a family that we that we didn't choose and have just been there and this hereditary line for for hundreds and thousands of years. Greeks and Germans, I, you know, I think it's weird that that baby will one day be king. I think I think that's, that's quite strange. I think it's quite an odd thing in 2013 because I have this sensibility that in in the UK we we elect our politicians yep. and we vote for people. That's democracy. Um, that said, there is nothing like some kind of royal event, whether it be the, the, the Jubilee, um, uh, you know, the coronation, all these things. Nothing brings people together in the same way. Nothing brings people onto the streets together having a good time. And I, I think, you know, I think we should mark the, the year after the baby was born. I think we should have maybe a, a bank holiday. I think we should have some kind of celebration, just an excuse for everyone to be together to celebrate. Wow. I think we should be doing more. You know, I looked out the window this morning. We, our office, if, you, if you've just tuned into Three Counties Radio, our office is in Luton, and we look across the town, and you can see the, the town hall, which is kind of the, the mm-hmm. quite striking building in, in the centre of, of the town. And I just thought, why isn't there a flag there? Mm. Why aren't we celebrating? I was in uh, Italy a few weeks ago, and there were some Americans there, and all they wanted to talk to me about was uh, the royal baby. You know, wh- when's the baby coming? You're gonna, you guys going to celebrate? You, you know, what do you think it'll be, a, a boy or a girl? And I said, um, to be honest, we don't really think like that in this country. Most people don't really talk about it in in those terms. They were so disappointed. They said, why don't you? Isn't this a great excuse to celebrate, really? And you look around the world, you see people having a fantastic time. I cannot help but think this is a really good thing for the country. I cannot help but think that in in a society that does seem to be quite divided on on a number of lines, maybe the royal family, politicians don't unite us people you know hate one or the, or the other side i do think whether you are a royalist or not and i'm probably not mm. the royal family are a good thing this baby we should celebrate it more i think we should do more i think we should have a, a picnic in stockwood park and everyone from luton to come together to celebrate something that, that just tends to unite us so i'm going to be asking at nine o'clock should we be doing more oh, to celebrate the royal baby That's should we be doing more no you don't think so you'd look great with a moustache <laughs> You've got just, just. I didn't shave this morning. Listen, the upper lip is just. Per- it's the I know. perfect size for a moustache. I know because I've got quite big, uh, quite a big pair of lips, yeah. and, and I think a moustache would just go across it like that, like a, a nice smear. Well, thanks very much. Good. Okay. Enjoy. Call oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, this morning we're talking about the ordeal suffered by a Hemel Hempstead couple who were left stranded at Luton Airport for more than six hours. Margaret and Bartholomew Moriarty uh, needed wheelchair assistance to get on the Ryanair flight to Dublin, but they were put on a flight to Tenerife by mistake. And by the time staff realised and took them off, their flight to Dublin had gone. Well, in a statement, Ryanair's Robin Keeley said, The wheelchair service at Luton is operated by the airport authority at great expense to the airlines. Please refer your queries directly to Luton Airport. Well, OCS, who provide power Passenger mobility assistance at Luton Airport have given us a statement apologising for what happened. We handle more than a million transfers of passengers with reduced mobility every year and are very sorry to hear of any occasion when our customers have been let down by our service. On the day in question, the ambulift driver went to the wrong gate. By the time the mistake was realised, it was too late for the passengers to board the flight at the correct gate. We apologised to the customers, offered them refreshments and paid their fares for the next available 
possible flight in full. We also made sure our staff in Dublin were fully briefed and able to provide additional support for the passengers on their arrival. We apologise for the obvious inconvenience caused and we are reviewing our internal procedures to prevent a reoccurrence in the future. Well, Matt Buffy is from the Civil Aviation Authority, who are the UK's specialist aviation regulator. Good morning, Matt. What rights do passengers have when something like this happens? Well, obviously, this is this is quite an unusual case, actually, because it, it was appear, it appears that it was a mistake um, of OCS, which is the the service provider at Luton uh, for disabled passengers and passengers with reduced mobility. So it was a mistake on their part in in terms of putting them on the wrong aircraft. So it's one of those sort of difficult situations that sort of falls between the falls between the legal gaps. So did they have no recourse at all then? I mean, I think their recourse would be um, they'd have to go to court. I'm afraid. I think to to to, to press their rights. As I say, you know, there are some there are some quite straightforward situations. You know, if your if your flight's cancelled or if you've been delayed for a long time or if you've been denied boarding, then you have certain rights. The airline has to look after you and and uh, provide your overnight accommodation if you've been delayed, and you might get uh, compensation. But in this case, it was simply the the service provider delivered them to the wrong. Uh, well, there must be aircraft. surely there must be some recourse, Matt. I would would have thought if if the the the, the person you the service provider who is only job description is to get you on the plane puts you on the wrong plane then that is a spectacular mistake isn't it it's a it's a huge failure i mean if i was luton airport to, to whom uh, ocs contracted you know i'd be extremely cross and i'd be i'd be wanting to find out how this how this could happen because you know there are all sorts of safety and security implications with with loading passengers on the aircraft that they're not supposed to be on um, but that's a contractual dispute between the two providers rather than uh, something for for passengers rights i think i think our expectation would certainly be um, that uh, the uh, airport and the service provider looked after the passengers and put them on the next flight at their own expense, which certainly they did. Yep. So that's good. Um, I think we'd also be looking to, for them to consider whether there was any kind of uh, financial compensation due, the, due to the passengers for all the uh, inconvenience that they'd suffered. So I think in that case, we would uh, suggest that the passengers write to uh, Luton Airport uh, and request uh, financial compensation. You uh, raise a good point that hadn't even occurred to me. How on earth could they have got on the wrong aeroplane? The security is so tight, isn't it? Yeah, it's very surprising that that could happen. Um, I mean, with the with the ambulance, I think they um, they get taken they get taken on a vehicle round to the side of the aircraft and loaded on that way. So it must uh. have been just as they were loaded. Presumably, a Ryanair someone from Ryanair's cabin crew said, "Hang on, we're not expecting um, you know two PRM passengers or however many it was." And at that point, they said, well, you're not supposed to be on our aircraft, presumably. And then, But by that time, it was too late for them to get on their, uh, their Dublin flight. Matt, thank you very much indeed. Matt Buffy from the Civil Aviation Authority, the UK's aviation regulator. Right, let's get the travel news now. Here's Adam. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Disruption on the trains this morning. Virgin affected by two separate problems. There was a lightning strike at Manchester Piccadilly, which has caused signalling problems and another lightning strike, and that's caused electrical supply problems at Stetchford in the West Midlands around the Birmingham area. It's causing delays to services Watford Junction through to Wolverhampton, about half an hour, and then the long-distance services from Manchester to and from London. They're delayed possibly by as much as an hour. Trains could be starting or terminating short or possibly even diverting into other Manchester stations. Problems for London Midland as well because of those problems in the Midlands. Their services between Northampton and Birmingham are running with delays. So if you're travelling through that way,
way this morning. Expect some late runners. On the roads, the M1 southbound has been slow for quite a while. Still is Milton Keynes down toward the Luton Airport Spur Junction 14 to 10. We had a call from Mark about that saying it's looking busy. Westbound, the a428 as you come through St Neots toward the A1 there's a queue it's slow then on the A1 at the Black Cat roundabout the A1M from Letchworth to Stevenage and then into London on the A1 past Stirling Corner lots of surface water on the A507 in Buntingford the M25 anti-clockwise slow from the M1 to Kings Langley Watford to the M40 and busy clockwise into the roadworks at the A1M Adam Glynn BBC Three Counties Radio Across beds hearts and bugs This is BBC Three Counties Radio Good morning with the 8.30 headlines. I'm Catherine Boyle. The bells of Westminster Abbey will peal for three hours this afternoon to mark the birth of the new prince. A Hamel Hempstead couple are demanding answers after being left stranded at London Luton Airport for five and a half hours. And a 24-year-old Stevenage man's been arrested following reports that underage children may have been given tattoos. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Australian fast bowler James Patterson will miss the end of the Ashes series uh, against England after suffering a stress fracture of the lower back. England, meanwhile, are waiting on the fitness of batsman Kevin Peterson, who strained a calf muscle in the second test. Former captain Michael Vaughan says there's no need to take any risks given the side's recent dominance. I think he's got to be 85, 90% fit because of calf strain. You know, you, you can certainly develop that more into a full-on tear and that takes you out for six or seven weeks and you know I don't think England are in a position where they need to risk anything. If Peterson gets through the week well, brilliant. If he doesn't get through the week well, well I think it's a, a real nice time to bring in a player that's not played much international cricket. Great Britain won seven medals, including three golds, on day three of the IPC World Athletics Championships in Lyon. Meanwhile, the Paralympic champion Johnny Peacock runs in the men's T44 100-metre final later today. He qualified for yesterday, with his rival Richard Brown setting a new world record of 10.83 seconds to also make that final. In football, Wickham Wanderers have signed Stephen Craig, subject to international clearance on a one-year deal. The experienced Scotsman's been on trial at Adams Park. Stephen is in pre-season action at home to Leeds United tonight. The visitors have sold nearly all of their allocation of tickets. Also tonight, Luton continue their pre-season fixtures facing Aston Villa at Kenilworth Road. The Hatters hope to make it three friendly wins in a row after recent victories against Hitchin and Maidenhead. Meanwhile, Hatters captain Steve McNulty's under no illusions as to what the target is for Luton this season. We all know what, what the club and what the fans and you know us as players what we expect this season and you know that's that's no more than promotion if we don't set off the season start off the season wanting promotion you know you might as well not be here and you know we've all been brought to the club to get Luton back into the football league and that's your latest news and sports I'll be back with more at nine o'clock hang on a minute that was a bit so sharp here are you ready what are you doing I wasn't ready I'm I'm not uh, listening looking at Facebook Uh, (gasps) news bin Uh, okay Right, here we go. Um, oh, it's Goinsy's voice. You don't hear that, can no, you? No, no, What's in the uh, news bin today? Prisoners was over... Blah, 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 blah. No, this is really old, and, and a lot of it is probably quite delicate now. Uh. The emergency services say they're expecting to be extremely busy last weekend because of that hot weather that we had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, that's a good one. That's not funny. Um, one more, and then we're... Officials in Texas say four men found living in a garage in Houston have told police they've been held captive. They said they've been lured by promises of food and cigarettes. Well, that's going to do it. And have been forced to hand over social security checks. That's terrible. Oh, I've got a magazine. Do you want a magazine? Oh, yeah, go on. What's that? 
Courgettes, flowers and all. Guess who gave me this magazine? Go on. Guess who gave me it? Uh, I've got... with, with the content. Courgettes, flowers and all are a top summary treat, oh. says Hugh Fernley Whittingstall. Who's our local Hugh Fernley Whittingstall? Um, Scoins. Scoinsy? Is he? I could never get overexcited about a marrow, says Hugh. Scoins could. <laughs> Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459 555 is the phone number. Well, names is what's being discussed. Will it be George? That's the bookie's favourite. Or James or Alexander? Alexander's a good name, isn't it? Going by history, it could be weeks before we know the name of the latest member of the royal family. The new prince weighed in at £8, 6 ounces, and we're told the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge couldn't be happier. Thousands of well-wishers joined in that happiness and celebrated outside Buckingham Palace. I think it sort of borders on the royal weddings and when Prince William was born. They seem like two people in love, had a little baby, fantastic. Once in a lifetime opportunity, we'll never ever have this opportunity again. And to say we're here tonight. Well, from what I see, everyone is celebrating. So far, it's been the best Monday in my life. <laughs> the best Monday in my life? And we may never, you may see that again in a couple of years. The best Monday in my life? Well, here's a taste of how the news was relayed around the world. The Eingangstür des St. Mary's Hospitals in London. C'est désormais euh, officiel, le Royal Baby est, est né. Kate Middleton a donné naissance à un boy, à un, un garçon. It is a boy. It is a prince that the Duchess of Cambridge has given birth to. Why did the French one say boy first before he said garçon? That's odd, isn't it? I'm suspicious. Now, I wonder if any of those people who are hearing the news overseas are now preparing to travel here. Well, if they do, retailers are getting ready. Some sources are estimating the birth may bring a £234 million boost to the economy, with £80 uh, £80 million being spent on merchandise alone. Retail expert Claire Rayner is from St Albans. She's predicting lucrative times. Morning, Claire. Will the royal births have people parting with their hard-earned cash for mementos? I think so, because I think a lot of people will, um, as you've heard from the, view, from the people listening and the people commenting, really excited about this stuff. And they'll want something to commemorate the day, because something like this doesn't always happen in our lifetime. And therefore, they like to keep a souvenir, something that can become a family heirloom. And there's a whole plethora of things coming to market, from the real sort of cheap and tacky, one might say, right through to £1,000 handmade gold-leafed product. Everything from tea towels to mugs to state-of-the-art pottery and ceramics. Hang on, what's what's state-of-the-art pottery? Oh, all this amazing high-end stuff. I mean, we're hearing people from the British Ceramics Confederation saying that the fact that we've got this um, sort of well-known pottery industry up in Stoke-on-Trent and they will be making all of these beautiful bone china creations with gold leaf and so on and so forth, that people from overseas particularly will spend thousands of pounds on. It's a kind of stuff you'd never have your dinner off put it that way the i I imagine that internet retailers would do better than uh your you know your average royal store whatever that is because they can send stuff around the world can't they Yeah, absolutely although having said that a lot of the tourism is taking place in london right now a lot of americans japanese far eastern tourists are over here and they will be uh, sort of riding this wave of euphoria that we're seeing around the palace and, and going out to get their british souvenirs and we already saw this when 
Kate and William got engaged when they got married, the, the array of products that were available, that, that will only continue with the baby. And then the knock-on effect beyond that, of course, is very much like um, anything with celebrity. Whenever Kate wears a dress, a high street item or whatever it may be, it sells out within hours. The same is likely to be true when we see the first buggy that oh, they take no. the baby out in, when we see the baby in outfits. It is very likely that mums planning to buy items for their children will want to copy what the royal parents are doing. So whatever their buggy of choice, a bugaboo bee or whatever it's going to be, that's going to go flying off the shelves. Is it by people copying the royal family? Yeah, I would expect so. And I mean, people might think that they've got a budget of a certain amount, but they may then see Kate and William out with something and they might extend their budget and buy something to be like them. Having said that, of course, the, the buggy maker who designs that particular one is going to do brilliantly. Everybody else is probably going to be left on the shelf because we only need one each. So I think it's more the souvenirs and the incidental items, the things that we believe might become family heirlooms, or for the cynics, might become valuable on eBay in the future. Ah, of course. Do people buy these mementos... Uh, with a view to making money out of them 10, 15 years down the line? Oh, some certainly do. And, and that's why they are called collectible items. Some buy them to create that family heirloom, to have something to pass down that will become of appreciating value over many years. And others will be literally trading in the product. I think that the core market, though, um, are just to have something to remember the day. And then the high spenders are likely to be coming from overseas. Particularly, there's a lot of buzz around made in England at the moment with the jubilee and what we've just seen with the palace garden party celebrating the best of british manufacturing and the overseas people love that product so now we've got not only made in britain but made in britain with a royal baby splashed all over it what more could a tourist want claire rayner thank you very much i've just i have just realized i have had a i've had a personal effect on this baby i actually have had a personal effect In as much as the Finnish government, this is true, this is my connection to the royal baby, follow this if you can. The Finnish government, that means Finland, uh, whenever a baby is born in Finland, the government give a box full of things to the mother, okay? And it's got some clothes in it, it's got some nappies, it's got some condoms, it's got some bits and pieces in it. Everyone, every mother in Finland gets this box, okay? The Finnish government is sending a box, one of these boxes, to um, Kate, uh, Catherine and William. All because someone on the BBC website wrote an article about these Finnish boxes. And it was viewed, it was the highest viewed story on the BBC website. Who wrote that story? My missus. So because of my wife, what what are their names? Catherine and William are going to get a box from Finland. So in many ways, in many ways, I'm doing more for this royal baby than you are. So shame on you. Joined now by William French from Milton Keynes, who was Princess Diana's butler on her honeymoon. Good morning, William. Good morning, Ian. How are you this morning? I'm I'm fine, thank you. I'm not as excited as I'm imagining you are. Are you excited about this baby? Oh, I'm very excited, Ian. Ian, let me just put something into perspective, because I know you're getting a bit of grief this morning. A lot of grief this um, morning, William. I've been very, very privileged to be around members of the royal family, and William, even when he was a young boy. Yeah. Now, this is going to be something quite exciting for them, obviously, and it's not too exciting for you and probably some of your listeners, but the majority of the listeners are are going to enjoy this because this is something a bit historic as well as anything else because, of course, this little boy is going to be a half a commoner. You know, we're going to get something a little bit exciting now because he's going to be part of us. 
You and say half about you say half a commoner. I mean, Catherine's not exactly like like you know Chavy. She's not Kelly Betts who works here, is she? She's she's still no, quite no, a posh no. commoner. I, I, she she she's well, she's become posher. Yeah. She wasn't posh, as you know, when she was yep. born. You know, her mum and dad have um, are very nice people. They've you done know, well Carol, for themselves. Carol, yeah, they've done well for themselves, and Carol will be probably more excited than anybody in this uh, this moment, even probably more so than the Queen, because it's quite important to her. Um, but they're lovely. They, they're going to be a lovely couple. Um, William is good, very much like his mum. Um, very sensitive, very hands-on, um, and I'm, I'm sure Harry's going to be there this morning very quickly. Um, he's one that will be there um, because he's obviously close connected to both of them, and they're going to have a wonderful time as a family. And Her Majesty, bless her, she can now go on holiday and have a lovely time. And knowing that she's got a wonderful grandson, and um, it is an exciting time for everybody. Not everybody is a royalist. I accept that, but I have been very fortunate of working very close to this family. And I'll tell you now, Ian, they are very down to earth, and they're very simple, easy people to get on with. They're not, you know, they are high profile because of who they are. Yes, I accept that, but I've had the privilege of being there with them, and they are wonderful family to work with. You know, um, and. To be honest, they're like any normal family once you get to know them. And mm. unfortunately for you, Ian, you haven't had the privilege of being that close to them. And I know you're getting a lot of stick this morning. William, I appreciate your time. William French uh, from Milton Keynes was Princess Diana's butler uh, on our honeymoon. They're, the royal family, they're, they're down to earth. They're simple. Like, they're like any normal family of multi-millionaires who have inherited a right to rule this country. Irene's in Luton. Good morning, Irene. Good morning. Good morning. Are you celebrating the... Oh, yes, I am. I am standing in the gap for Lady Diana. Sorry? I'm standing in the gap for Lady Diana. What does, what does that mean? Sorry? What, what does that mean? You're standing in the gap for Lady Diana? Yeah, as a grandmother. What, you're in the shop? No. The... I'll, I'll be going around town in my British flag, me and a few girls, mm. and we're celebrating the birth of the grandson. Why? Because I love Lady Diana. One, she's born the same month as me. Now her grandson is born the same month as me. So, you know, I'm going out to celebrate, and me and a few girls going downtown, Luton Town Centre, and we're celebrating the birth and making sure everybody in Luton know that she has a boy. I think everybody in Luton probably does know that she's had a boy. Oh, well, you know, some people don't listen to the radio, and some people are ignorant about the fact. But you know what? I'm going to make sure I shout it. Go on, shout it nice and loud now. Congratulations! It's a boy! Anything else? Oh, no. Royal Britannia. Anything else you want to shout? Yeah, God bless him and keep him. And the royal family, and I want to be godmother! How likely do you think that is, Irene? <laughs> can, I, can, I put, can I put something to you? And I'm putting this to you from a place of love and respect, OK? Yes. You are absolutely nuts. I know, I know. I am nuts about Lady Diana. I'm nuts about the grandchild. I'm nuts. I'm nuts. Thanks very much for calling, Irene. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. You just have to smile sometimes, don't you? At the M1 southbound, looking slow from Milton Keynes down toward Luton. It's taking maybe 35 minutes to get through, possibly a little longer. It's been really busy this morning down there. The A1 delays at the Black Cat roundabout. 
then slows up again along the A1M as you come from Letchworth towards Stevenage and heavy into London at Stirling Corner as you come through Boreham Wood. Clockwise M25 slow through the roadworks. In fact, anti-clockwise looking pretty slow past Potter's Bar now as well. And it's busy, like I said, one big queue now. Kings Langley round toward the M40, all slow moving, junction 20 to 16. Big disruption for the trains. Virgin affected because of a lightning strike at Manchester Piccadilly. Delays of around 90 minutes now to services and cancellations expected through the area. Trains can leave and arrive at Piccadilly Station once again, which they couldn't until very recently, but it's not looking great on services running to and from London Euston. They've got problems as well in the Midlands. Watford Junction to Wolverhampton. Electrical supply problems at Stetchford, and that's also causing delays for London Midland services from Birmingham to and from Northampton. So if you're travelling that way, you could get caught up in that. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Adam, thank you very much. Oh, that call from Irene has made my day. That, that's, that's in the podcast. In fact, the, the podcast is just going to be that call. That, we can't top that. 8.46, it's Tuesday the 23rd of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines. It was the bit where she went, Rule Britannia. <laughs> that's what did it. I'm so sorry. These are your headlines. Focus on BBC Three Counties Radio. The bells of Westminster Abbey will peal for three hours this afternoon to mark the birth of the new prince. A Hemel Hempstead couple are demanding answers after being left stranded at London Luton Airport for five and a half hours. In sport, Cricket uh, Australia say there are no plans to call up a replacement for James Pattinson after it was revealed he'll miss the remainder of the Ashes series against England with injury. Coming up, more on that baby. But before that, let's get the weather. Here's Kate Kinsella. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, we've already seen some fairly impressive thunderstorms right the way across all three counties and they continue to move through. The Met Office have a yellow weather warning in place for heavy rain. These downpours falling on quite dry, hard surfaces so could lead to localised flooding from time to time. It's still going to feel quite muggy and quite humid though with a maximum temperature later on today of around 27 Celsius. That's 81 degrees in Fahrenheit. Now, these thunderstorms continue through this evening and overnight, eventually moving northeastwards, but it's still another humid mid-muggy night on the cards with a minimum temperature outside of built-up areas of around 17 Celsius. That's 66, 63 degrees in Fahrenheit. Now, this rain will eventually move away northeastwards tomorrow morning. Still going to feel warm, a bit brighter tomorrow, a bit drier. Maximum temperature 26 Celsius, 79 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. Thank you very much. Every weekday morning from nine, the JVS Show. You just can't carry on with life. I mean, it's just awful. With the biggest opinions. It's about time somebody or an organisation has stood up and basically smelt the coffee. Well, it depends on the individual, actually. Let's pollute the planet even more. We should pollute it so much your Pinot Gris show goes rotten. And the biggest local talking points. What we really need to do is for everyone in, in the country to reduce their energy consumption, not increase it. The JVS Show, weekdays from BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, Tim sitting in for JVS this week. It's a cracking listen. To, do stay tuned for that. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Last fifteen minutes of the show. Let's let's uh, talk about this baby, shall we? Let's talk about the big news. The royal baby. Are you grumpy? Are you grumpy? If you're not as excited as Justin Dealey uh, about this baby, I'm, I'm pleased. It's been so far as far as we know, it's been born safely, healthy. Mum is healthy. That's great news. Wonderful. But. That's where my interest ends. Am I being a grump? We just heard from Irene, who's completely bonkers. She's going to go around Luton shouting out the news like some kind of unofficial town crier. Wonderful, but 
Really? Phil's in High Wycombe. Phil, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you about this baby? Zero. Oh, dear. That wasn't even in the scale. That's how uh, disinterested you are. Why? I'm, I'm not slightly bit interested. I mean, like you, I'm, I'm happy that the, the, the mum and baby are well. Oh, Billy and Kate are obviously very happy. Good luck to them, you know. But I'm not a royalist. You know, they're all probably very nice people. I've met some of the royal family. Um, I don't have anything against them personally, but I, I'm just not a royalist. I couldn't care less. They don't do anything for me, so why should I bother? You know. I, well, I guess for, for me, and I, I, I do quite like the royal family, despite whatever my politi- political leanings may be. But there are so many kids in this country being born into poverty, or so many kids mm. being born uh, in, in less than perfect situations. It does seem odd for us to celebrate someone being born into a life of wealth and privilege. What I don't ever understand is, these people are getting... I mean, that woman's balmy, balking mad, if you ask me. She was balmy, yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. But what, what I can't understand is, these people, most of the people, um, are never going to meet the royals or anything like that. You know, getting excited about somebody that they've never, somebody they've never met, um, that they're probably never going to meet. Um, and what, what difference is it going to make to their lives? And as I say, I'm very happy for the couple that they've had a baby and it's healthy. You know, good luck. But that's, that, I'm like you. That's where it all ends, I'm afraid. I've got no interest in it. Whatsoever. How are you going to cope? Because for the next week, at least, well, probably the next couple of weeks... Uh, this is going to be on the front page of all the papers. It's going to dominate all the news. We'll be doing this for the rest of the week on this show. I I apologise in advance. How are you going to cope, Phil? Well, can you get a few more people, grumps like me, if that's what they want to call it, to wind a few more people up? It might make it a bit more interesting, to be quite honest with you. Listen, Phil, thank you. I I seem to attract grumpy people. I don't know why. I'm so full of joy. But uh, I'm sure we'll get a few more. Janet, in Great Hormead, are you grumpy? No, I'm never grumpy. Oh, so you excited about the baby? I was happy for him, yeah. But? But there, there isn't a but, really, is there? I mean, it's a, whether it's a, it's a royal baby, and to be honest, I, it's no indifferent to me when somebody else comes up and says to me, oh, I'm going to be a granny, I'm really excited. It's exactly the same. I don't want to hear their news either. You know, you'll get a grandparent or an oh, I'm going to be an auntie. It's exactly the same thing when other people tell somebody else and when you're at work. Same kind of feeling. We don't want to know your news either. It's on the front page of all the papers. It goes up to page 11 of The Sun. Let's see how far it goes into in the mail. It goes up to page... Oh, look, it goes up to page 19 in the mail, the Express. It's a, a historic souvenir edition. Um, I would imagine it goes even... Uh, it goes up to about the same, yeah. It goes up to, I think, page... Fifteen in the in the the express. It's going to be everywhere know, for a long time. Whether it's bought, uh, um, born into privilege or not, at the end of the day, it's it's a royal baby. Let's just put up with it for the next week or two weeks, and then that'll be it. It's a, whether we like it or not. It's 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 a royal baby. Whether we like, you know, it's, that's it. But what my art, I think is quite funny was at the beginning of her pregnancy when she, everybody thought she let slip it was going to be a daughter. Yeah. That a lot of these bookies paid out. Did they? So, yeah, some of them had already paid out, so I'd like to know how they felt yesterday when it was announced it was a boy. In their face. Janet, thank you very much indeed. Joyce is in Leegrave. Morning, Joyce. Hi, good morning, Good Grumpy. morning, Joyce. Sorry, excuse me? Hello, good morning, Grumpy. I beg your pudding. What's... <laughs> are you excited by this baby? I am really thrilled with the baby. Why are you thrilled? Yes, I am. Why? All I wanted to say this morning, after listening to you from when you first come on, I do it every morning. Thank you, Joyce. Yes, I do. I take my blood pressure tablets first. Yes, good. Wise advice. And uh, I wanted to say to you, off with your head. What? Yes, I did. 
I thought, how could you be so nasty to our lovely little royal family? They work so hard for this country. They keep what? us all together. What? Yes, they do. Well, hang on a minute. First of all, I've I've not been nasty. I've been very respectful to them. Uh, oh. I, uh, what, and secondly, I mean, d- 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 we pay for them. They they work for us, Joyce. I'm their boss. Yeah, you're the boss. I'm the Queen's <laughs> boss. Literally, I, she she wouldn't survive without me paying my tax. To be quite honest, the royal family holds this country together. They do. They it's all not work 1572 or anything. It's 2013. They've got no lives of their own, bless them. And they put everything They've got no lives. No, Prince Andrew's no, no, always no. jumping off in a private helicopter and just, no. just setting fire to cigars with £100 no. notes. Not natural little things like you and I have. You know, they've got to be... They're watched by people like you and me and everybody else yeah. all the time. Watch, yeah. Yeah, I do love them. I don't, yeah, I like you too, but... Joyce, uh, Joyce, say hello to Justin Dealey. Hi, Justin. Hi, Joyce, how are you? I appreciated your enthusiasm this morning. I could hear it in your voice. Well, I just think it's something that, that, as a nation, we should be celebrating. It's just a shame we've got people like Ian w- with these negative views. But then again, it, it's what you expect from a man like Ian. The other week, when Andy Murray won Wimbledon again, yes, nothing but yes. negative views. It, it's just something that I come to expect. That's right. And he was saying about the royal family for this, that, and the other, how many hours, newspapers. We get cricket, we get tennis. But we, d- we don't mind about that. <laughs> Here we go. Listen, <laughs> Joyce and Justin, listen to this. Sharon is texting him with a very pertinent point, OK? <laughs> Uh, they kept the, the news of the birth secret for four hours, OK? Right. So it was born at four o'clock, it was announced at eight o'clock. Sharon says, Ian, don't you think it was really mean of the royal couple to keep crowds outside waiting in the extreme heat when they could have told the news of the baby arrival hours earlier? <laughs> they were being mean, Joyce. No, I don't think they so. Were, they were laughing, Justin, at the, at the hoi polloi. Is that the right word? Anyway, the common people outside. Oh, look. Oh, look. The let's, common people. Let's, oh, let's make mom. them wait for another four hours, shall we, while we don't tell them it's been born. Oh, Give them some privacy. Exactly, that's right, that's right. Come up for air and be together for a little while and then enjoy them telling them to the public they can enjoy why don't you why don't joyce and justin go and get a room listen to you two why don't you take the day off tomorrow and let joyce present the program how does that sound (laughs) why don't you get stuffed (laughs) (laughs) now then you too (laughs) joyce thank you very much justin whereabouts are you i'm at the uh lnd hospital i'm with uh, helen lucas here who's uh, head of midwifery first of all you've heard some of ian's views this morning just how excited are you about the birth of our future king I think it's an incredibly exciting time. Um, I think the birth of any new baby is an exciting time, and especially as this one is obviously the heir to the throne at some stage in the future. So we know what's been happening in London. What's been happening here in Dunstable in the last 24 hours or so? Um, We had an average day yesterday. We had approximately 16 babies born, um, and all of mothers and babies are well. And hopefully some of those will be going home today, as I'm sure Catherine and William will hopefully be taking their new baby home. And Ian was just saying there about the delay in the announcement. It was uh, 4.24 when the baby was delivered yesterday. Uh, was there a baby which was delivered pretty much around the same time? Uh, yes, we had one born um, approximately 30 minutes after, after that time. Um, and hopefully that lady will also be going home from here today with her newborn. So how many babies are delivered here every single year? Um, last year we delivered 5,200. Wow. <laughs> it's a busy unit, um, but um, we uh, deliver 
you know we have a lot of deliveries and we good, provide good care for these mothers and babies. I know that you absolutely love your job. Uh, Catherine waking up this morning, what can she expect? So you're an expert in this field, but what can she expect this morning? Um, hopefully she will have had some sleep but I'm sure that her baby will have made demands of her in the night um, and I think this is an important time for both Catherine and William to spend some time with their newborn um, and hopefully they'll be making preparations to going home and I'm sure there'll be some discussions um, if they haven't already decided around what they're going to call this little boy. I really appreciate your time. I've literally turned up this morning in the van and um, you've had the courtesy to come out and talk to us. Thank you so much. Do you want to come back with me and spank Ian Lee for, for his behaviour this morning? Would you be up for that? I think it's always a good time for celebration. I think it's just something else which the Great Britain should be proud of. Thank you very much indeed for your time. There you go. Helen Lucas joining us live ahead of midwifery here at the L&D Hospital, Ian. We need to have a chat, Just. What about? You've seriously crossed the line today. What have I done? You've been... We shouldn't be having this on air. We'll do this off air. But basically, you've been, you've, been, uh, you've been rude and you've been disrespectful to me. Well, you've been rude and disrespectful to the royal family and our country. That's different. Why? Because I am your boss and you should not disrespect me on air. Is that right? Get back here. We'll have a chat. All right. As quick as you can. Okay. Sorry you had to hear that. that. That should have been an off-air production meeting, but that somehow managed to uh, sneak on air. It was a shame to end the show on such a sour note. I can only apologise for Justin's uh, awful behaviour. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Plenty of traffic in the M25 this morning, slow both ways through the roadworks, clockwise going in at Junction 23, and anti-clockwise, there's a tail back into Essex, coming past Junction 25 at Enfield and then through to Potter's Bar. It's also looking slow anti-clockwise, Kings Langley, round to the M40, Junction 20 to 16. Southbound M1, slow from Junction 13 at Bedford to 10 at Luton, taking about 45 minutes to get through. Delays on the A1 still, coming to the Black Cat roundabout, A1M then from Letchworth to Stevenage, and the A1 in London coming to Stirling Corner. Jubilee line tube has been suspended. Wembley Park to Stanmore. Faulty train at Queensbury. Virgin trains still have big problems because of a lightning strike at Manchester Piccadilly. Delays around an hour and a half on services that are running into and out of Manchester. Half hour delays Watford Junction to Wolverhampton because of electrical supply problems at Stetchford in the Midlands and that is also because of a lightning strike. Adam Glynn, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you Adam. Right, that's it. That's your lot. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, back tomorrow at six o'clock. Do stay tuned, though. Tim is in for JVS. Always a cracking listen. Until tomorrow, from me, ta-ta. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, good morning. You're listening to the JVS Show. I'm Tim Wheeler, standing in.